Welcome to the Matrix Unveiled Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa. If you're ready to awaken your consciousness and take the red pill, keep listening. Happy Sunday, y'all. Let's get into it. We got a great room lined up today. I just opened up the room. Go ahead and start pinging people in here because we're about to break it down and we're about to give it up like we always do in the Matrix Unveiled Club. Ping, ping, ping. <clears throat> just give me a minute to get um, some people in here. But what we're going to be doing today is, you know, again, pulling back the veil and showing you guys how this thing really comes together. The way that, um, you know, how, you know, we think that everything is happening by happenstance. I'm going to show you how this plan has been being manufactured about how they're going to take us into the new world order for at least 50 years. And I'm going to show you the dates, um, who all the players are, you know what I'm saying? And what organizations are involved, at least just from the surface level. And then you can dig deeper. I already have the links, you know, that's placed in the discord. Just let me get, give me an opportunity real quick to get, um, to get my mods in here. And then we're going to go into it. We're going to get into it. Guys, raise your hands, come to the stage and, um, let's get it. Let's get it popping. All right, so there's Danette. I just sent her the link. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Excited for the topic. Yeah, awesome. So, yeah, like I was saying, we're going to get into it today, okay? Um, See, a lot of people, let me invite Nikita to come up, up here. Guys, raise your hands. Come to the stage. We're just getting the room started. So, you know, I got to get my mods in here. But today what we're going to be talking about is the draconian um, New World Order plot with Klaus Schwab and his cronies. Who are Klaus Schwab's cronies? Who is Klaus Schwab? So I need you guys to join the stage. I have two hands that are raised. Um, Well, they were raised. Okay, there we go. Here we go. Let me bring everybody up. I gotta mute Isaiah. Okay. Welcome to the stage. Um, Isaiah, Adolphus, and Trust. What's going on, guys? Peace and balance. Thank you for the space, Lisa. You're so welcome. Okay, so um, let me ask you guys this question because you know how we, we start, we give it up. We're about to go in, you know. So we just getting started with the room. I'm waiting for a couple of my mods to pull up, but nevertheless, we're going to get started. Um, I have a video that I want to play for everybody, but I want to set the stage for the room. Does everybody know, number one, who Klaus Schwab is? And I'm going to wrap all this in together to what we're dealing with. So as you guys know, for those of you that are a member of the club, that follows myself, that follows the rooms that I'm in, the things that I talk about all the time that you know the last room that i did was about what that i personally did was about the the metaverse and how all this comes together now understanding that the metaverse is the next iteration of the new world order that they're trying to move us into we're gonna lay out the plan to show you guys today how they have been planning this for 50 years and i'm gonna show you how they've been planning this for 50 years but then i'm gonna add a little bit of information that would show you that it goes back a little bit even further than that. And, you know, we're going to get into it. So, so far, guys, what are your thoughts about, um, let me get Brandon up here. 
what are your thoughts about this topic? And do you have anything that you want to add to um, the topic, Klaus Schwab, the New World Order? And who do you think his cronies are? I'm just listening for I'm just gonna listen for now to see where to see where you're you're going with this because like I think that there's there's a lot going on and I think that they're starting to realize that they need to start making their moves now. So uh, I'm just gonna hear where you're going with this and then try to add on where I can. Okay, for sure. I appreciate that. Um, Nikita, any thoughts? Nikita's just listening. Adolphus, are you there? Isaiah, are you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what are your thoughts? Do you have any thoughts so far? Because I kind of want to see where everyone is at on the topic. And then, you know, I already know the direction that I'm going to go in. I have something that I want to play for you guys and then something that we're going to read together. And then, you know, we're going to expound on it. The New World Order Order will be the most satanic the uh, Luciferian thing that that has happened in human history, and 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 it will come with the RFID, the RFID chip or the mark of the beast. Six six six. The Bible speaks about it in in Revelations. The new the new, the new world order is Bible is Bible prophecy. Okay, Adolphus, thank you. All right, so guys, all right, let's go ahead and get started with the room. Make sure you're pinging your friends into here. Ping, 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 so that we can get more people into the room because we're going to dive deep into this topic. Okay, so with um, Klaus Schwab, with everything that we're going through, right, we think that everything just really started with the pandemic, okay? I'm going to prove to you and show you today that this is something that has been in the making for a very, very long time. And then later on, you know, I'm sure Danette will share with us how the financial system turns into this, you know, how it feeds into all of this. Okay. I just, okay. So let me just give you guys a brief explanation of who Klaus Schwab is. So Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum. Okay. And that is, um, it's, you know, in Davos, Switzerland. For the last 50 years, he has been having a, um, a meeting with some of the world players, okay, um, bringing about what is considered the new world order, okay? I'm going to show you how the entire pandemic was really planned and how it, you know, came to be the way that it is right now today. He wrote a book called The Fourth Industrial Revolution. <laughs> um, he, he, whose Discord is that? I forgot to put mine up there. Oh, why does it look like that? I don't know, actually, that's but that's your Discord. I put it up there. Thank you. Um, you know, we're going to, we're going to talk about how this plan came to be because he, you know, the thing is when I'm in these different rooms, what I understand is people are not able to put the big picture pieces together. So he wrote a book, every, you know, people think that things are happening in a silo, that they're happening in, okay, well, you know, there was an actual breakout. Then, you know, we had the shutdown and there was a vaccine. 
you know, and this and that, and we have to do this and we're going to lose our jobs. And everyone is thinking that every single event is happening, you know, you know, um, away from other things. And I'm going to show you how this is a big, a bigger plan. Okay. All right. So he wrote the book, the fourth industrial revolution. What is the fourth industrial revolution about? Well, if you, I posted a video about this in the discord. So it's under the cabal section and I'm pretty sure it's also in the jab talk section. However, you can just go into the server, you know, which is my discord of matrix unveiled. And you can just, there's a search function. You could just search for the, um, the global reset or fourth industrial revolution. And you'll see a video there and many other things related to this topic. Uh, it's right on YouTube and they're telling you exactly what it is that they're trying to do. Um, I'm trying to decide if I want to start out with the video um, or I'm going to start out with the article. Um, the article. Uh, let me start off with the article. It's pretty long. I'm not going to read the whole thing all at once. I'm just going to give you guys a warm up. Okay. So this link, this um, article is also posted in the discord. So the topic is exposed Klaus Schwab school for COVID dictators plan for a great reset. Okay. All right. So it says economist Ernst Wolf believes that a hidden alliance of political and corporate leaders is, ex is exploiting the pandemic with the aim of crashing national economies and introducing a global digital currency. Okay. So hang on to that. You guys, let me bring uh, Andrew up onto the stage. Uh, okay. So how is it that more than 190 governments from all over the world ended up dealing with a COVID-19 pandemic in almost exactly the same manner with lockdowns, mass mandates, and vaccination cards now being commonplace everywhere. Did you guys ever ask yourself that question? I certainly did. Um, the answer may lie in the Young Global Leaders School, which was established and managed by Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum, and that many of today's prominent political and business leaders passed through on their way to the top. The German economist, journalist, and author Ernst Wolf has revealed some facts about Schwab's Young Global Leaders School that are relevant to understanding world events during the pandemic in a video from the German Corona Committee podcast. Now that video, I was going to try to play it, but it's long and it's all in German. So you have to read the subtitle. So that wasn't really fitting for this room, but it's there on BitChute if anybody wants to go and look at it. While Wolf is normally nor is mainly known as a critic of the global the globalist financial system, recently he has focused on um, bringing to light what he sees as the hidden agenda behind the anti-COVID measures being enacted around the world. Guys, just stay with me because I'm telling you when these names start coming out, it's going to get deep, and then things are going to start to make sense. So, okay, the next paragraph is mysterious beginnings. The story begins with the World Economic Forum, WEF, which is an NGO fund founded by Klaus Schwab, a German economist and mechanical engineer in Switzerland in 1971. Okay, so guys, 1971, this is what I'm telling you, that these things go back, they have these plans going for 50 years. So uh, also associated with what he the uh, the what the the world economic forum has going on is called agenda 2030 so if you take from the time of the inception of this organization the world um, economic forum in 1971 under a different name 
to their end goal of agenda 2030, that is 59 years. Let that sink in. 59 years. What do you guys think about that so far? I think it's crazy how it, it goes back to, you know, us being so um, gullible to a lot of things, right? Um, when we think about the fact that these people have been planning these things for so long and, you know, like we're literally here um, before the pandemic and um, before the, awoke, the awokenness, I, I would say, people were just living their lives and just like, you know, and, and just nonchalant and not even knowing the history of anything, including, you know, the history of America, because what we're taught, everything that we were taught, that we were taught in school, they're all lies. It's like, we're in a point now where unfortunately we have to relearn everything. So when you think about the plan, you know, for over 50 years, and then we're, we're, we're so far behind, but I feel like, you know, there's just so much hope because a lot of people are awoke. Um, a lot of people are, the word is spreading. Um, and although it's been planned for so long, based on what I know financially, these people don't have much time. And this is why they are like <laughs> this warp speed that you're talking about. It really does need to happen. Um, but unfortunately, it won't. Um, and I just have strong faith that it won't happen. There's billions of us, right? Um, uh, you know, against um, uh, what is it like a 1% or something like that. So I'll leave it there for Awesome. Okay. Yeah, Danette, I absolutely agree. At least I'll let you go on, but I don't know about you guys, but everywhere I turn and look, I mean, the symbolism, the everything is just straight in front of your eyes. So once you're awoke and awake to it, um, you know, it's really, really hard to dismiss. And I agree with you, Danette. I mean, we're, we're coming to a pinnacle. Um, the energy on the planet is moving really, really fast. I repeat that all the time. Um, so it's really important to stay on the train and stay focused in. So thanks for having this room. All right. Awesome. You're so welcome, guys. And thanks for your input. Okay. So um, I want to show you guys how the players, how, how this all weaves in. Because everyone thinks that, you know, this is, everything is just happenstance. Okay. So, okay. So when he was, he formatted this, um, so the German economist, mechanical engineer, in Switzerland in 1971, when he was only 32 years old. The World Economic Forum is best known to the public for the annual conference it holds in Davos, Switzerland each January that aims to bring together political and business leaders from around the world to discuss the problems of the day. Today, it is one of the most important networks in the world for the globalist power elite being funded by approximately a thousand multinational corporations. The World Economic Forum, which was originally called the European Management Forum until 1987, succeeded in bringing together 440 executives, pay attention to that number, you guys, 440 executives from 31 countries, and 31 is also number four if you add three plus one. So 31 nations already um, at its very first meeting in February in 1971. 
which as Wolf points out was an unexpected achievement for someone like Schwab, who had very little international or professional experience prior to this. Wolf believes the reason may be due to his to the contact Schwab made during his university education, including studying with no less a person than former National Security Advisor and Secretary of State Henry Kissinger. And I don't know if you guys know who Henry Kissinger is um, and what his role in this world domination plot has been. But if you don't, you definitely need to dive into that. Hey, Marion. Okay. Okay, so uh, Wolf also points out that while Schwab was there, the Harvard Business School had been in the process of planning uh, a management forum of their own, and it is possible that Harvard ended up delegating the task of organizing it to him. Okay, the forum in um, the forum the forum initially only brought together people from the economic field. But before long, it began attracting politicians, prominent figures from the media, including from the BBC and CNN and even celebrities. Okay, so the next paragraph is Schwab's Young Global Leaders Incubator of the Great Reset. This is important, you guys. And this is how far back this has been going. In 1992, Schwab established a parallel institute, the Global Leaders for Tomorrow School, which was reestablished as Young Global Leaders in 2004. Attendees at the school must apply for admission and are then subjected to a rigorous selection process. Members of the school is very first class in 1992, already included many who went on to become important liberal pol political features, I'm sorry, figures such as Angela Mer Merkel, Nicholas Sarkozy, and Tony Blair. There are currently about 1,300 graduates, and there you go again with that number four, three plus one, and we've already covered that, 1,300 graduates of this school, and the list of alumni includes several names of those who went on to become leaders of the health institutions of their respective nations. Four, again the number, four of them are former and current health ministers for Germany, including Jens Spahn, who has um, been federal minister of health since 2018, Philip Rossler, who was minister of health from 2009 until 2011, was appointed to the World Economics Forum Managing Director by Schwab in 2014. I don't wanna bore you guys, but just stick with me and guys, please pay attention, okay? Other notable names on the school's roster are Jacinda Ardern, Ardern the Prime Minister of New Zealand. Okay, I'm gonna read that again. Other notable names on the on the school's roster are Jacinda Ardern, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, whose stringent lockdown measures have been praised by global health authorities. Emmanuel Macron, the President of France, Sebastian Kurz, who was until recently the Chancellor of Austria, Victor Orban, Prime Minister of Hungary, Jean-Claude Juncker, former Prince Minister of, is it Prince? No, I'm sorry, former Prime Minister of Luxembourg and President of the European Commission, and um, Annalena Baerbock, the leader of the German Greens, who was the party's first candidate for chancellor in this year's federal election, and who is still in the run-in to be Merkel's successor. 
We also find California Governor Gavin Newsom on the list, who was selected for the class of 2005, as well as former president, can, presidential candidate and current U.S. Secretary of Transportation, Peter Buttigieg, who is a very recent alumnus, having been selected for the class of 2019. All these politicians who were in office during the post two years have favored harsh responses to the COVID-19 pandemic, and which also happened to considerably increase their respective government's power. And I'm going to pause right there and open up the floor. Are you guys following along with, are you seeing this starting to evolve where all these people have already been put in place and their system? See, we think that the people that are in political power, that somehow the people put them in place. This is just one example that I'm breaking down in this article that I'm just reading to you guys. And there's a lot more. There's a lot more to come. And I can keep going. But um, even down to Jeff Bezos, to Bill Gates, to the, the person that runs BlackRock, they have all gone to these different schools and these different programs that Klaus Schwab has implemented and has stated. So this is how this globalist agenda has been in place and working for at least 50 years. I'm going to open up the floor, you guys. Lisa, all I can say is these oh, MFs. I was talking. This shit was. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just wanted to say, as you running down those names, like wow, this is why it was so easy for everyone to fall in sync with how to cover this whole COVID situation, this pandemic. And I wouldn't be surprised if Zuckerberg is on there as well. So that man, like you said. What you said is what I've been trying to tell people for a long time. Like, we don't choose our elected officials. And you definitely said a lot of truth right there. And let me just look at my notes and, and look at what I was saying. Like, people are definitely starting to wake up. And that room I was talking about the other day was, like, literally highlighting all the mass psychosis that they've been doing. Use, using tools like HARP to infiltrate, like, our radio signals and, like, manipulate us and do all that extra stuff. But, like, like what they're doing now, people are literally starting to wake up. And like when you're present, when you're aware, that's how you break the spell. Um, you were pointing out the um the four, like the four forty um the executives and the eight and all that stuff. Um, you brought um you said nineteen seventy one um was like that. I think that was like the earliest year, and that was kind of the date that they started at. That was a nine year, and um nine is like the completion of a cycle, and um it talks about the it describes like a. The fulfillment and completion of a cycle it says uh, mysticism refers to perfection and adeptship so like i think that's kind of a big uh big year for them to start because they're talking about completion of a cycle and going on to a new one um they also talk about potentially aliens coming around that time and making their introductions to the government so uh, more public so i think that that's kind of interesting and then when you were talking about us not electing the officials like I've been saying this for the longest time and Game of Thrones like literally like busted it out there for us. Like when you think about the US specifically, a lot of us already know that America is a corporation. In a corporation, who chooses the new president or the CEO? It's not the people, it's not the investors, it's the board of directors. And in this case, the board of directors would literally be Congress. And this is why when Biden had his first day in office, he didn't even have a full team of staff of, um, done, but he had a full stack of executive orders on his desk ready to sign. Why? Because they already knew what he needed to do. The president is literally called like, a, I can't remember the exact name of it, but he's, he's just 
um, somebody there to um, handle public sentiment, to make sure that the people are okay with what's happening and to, and to calm us down and to make us not as emotional. That's all they're there for, you know, um, getting once and talking about Game of Thrones once again, like they, one day um, when they got rid of all the Kings and they were trying to choose the new ones, um, Sam Tarly was like, well, why don't we let the people choose a new King? Because they're the ones that are going to be living under it. And all those, um, all the, the rich people were, were started laughing at him. and were like, the people don't know what to do. And they pretty much shamed him. And they're like, you know what? We can create um, like, Pretty much not. They didn't say this exactly, but they pretty much said that they're going to create a deep state, a shadow government and and elect um elect the new king and representatives within themselves. And the people are just going to act like this is this is how it goes. You know, that's the same thing that they're doing with the, with the presidents and all these elected officials now. So just putting that out there, you, you have you definitely have a lot of great information that you're sharing, Lisa. So I'm excited to hear what you have. What, um, what awesome. So, OK, I'm going to continue to read the article. Because the whole point of this room and to show you who these cronies are is to show people that we live in two worlds. Like the world that we live in is not the world that they live in. And um, I want to always try to pull the veil back on that because it is hard because we as human beings, we project, you know what I'm saying? And it's just something natural that we do. We assume that, you know, if you can't, you know, um, conceive it in your own mind, it's hard for you to conceive that these things are actually, you know, happening and taking place. So, you know, in order for us to be aware so that you can start to protect yourself and see how this whole, our whole world has been governed, you know, nothing happens by happenstance. And I knew this and I was very shocked. I wasn't shocked, but I was glad to see this in writing because everyone they present to you and in the other room, I broke down the, um, the bloodlines of the new world order. And I was pointing, I, I broke that down in extreme detail. I went into the, the, the 13 lines of the, um, the, 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 the papal bloodlines that directly links to the, to the Pope. And you will see how, you know, if you do your research, you will see how all this connects back in even the world economic forum with the papal bloodline. And then you have the 13 bloodlines that deals with, I hate the word, but you know, the Illuminati, the so-called illuminated ones, and you see how they're orchestrating everything. So just wanted to say that, guys, to go back to the article, okay, to pick up where I left off. And I'm not, I'm going to read just a little more, and then I'm going to pause again. Okay, so, but the school's list of alumni is not limited to political leaders. We also find many of the captains of private industries, uh, this industry there, including Microsoft's Bill Gates, Amazon's Jeff Bezos, Virgin's um, Richard Branson and the Clinton Foundation's Chelsea Clinton. Again, all of them expressed support for the global response to the pandemic, and many uh, many reaped the uh, reap considerable profits as a result of the measures. Okay, Wolf believes that the people behind the World Economic Forum and the Global Leaders School are the ones who really determine who will become political leaders, although he stresses that he doesn't believe that Schwab himself is the one making these decisions. Keep that in mind, okay? But is merely a facilitator. He further points out that the school's alumni includes include not only Americans and Europeans, but also people from Asia, Africa, and South America, um, indicating that the reach is truly worldwide. In 2012, Schwab and the World Economic Forum founded yet another institution, the Global Shapers Community, 
which brings together those identified by them as having leadership potential from around the world who are under 30. Approximately 10,000 participants have passed through the program to date and they regularly hold meetings in 400 cities. There you go again with the number four. And I want y'all to keep this in mind because we're gonna tie this back in a little bit later. Um, okay, Wolf believes that it is yet another proven ground where future political leaders are being selected, vetted and groomed before being positioned in the world's political apparatus. Wolf points out that very few graduates of the Global Leaders School list it on their CVs. And guys, I don't know what a CV is. Um, so I'm just letting you know, um, I didn't even it's look. Okay. I was going to say, it's like, a, it's like the European version of the resume. And Lisa, yeah. you keep referencing number four. Can I read um, for the audience what the four symbolizes for them real quick? Absolutely. Go ahead. So basically, the number four is related to order, control, and authority. There are also aspects of command and dominance. This number indicates a classifying authority of the self-conscious, the self-consciousness, namely the intellect. This order is developed through the, the mediation of an absolute abstract regularity. In Kabbalah, it corresponds to the sephira of mercy. So I think that that's kind of interesting because everything that Lisa's been talking about has been about the four pretty much trying to control our minds and what we and what we're able to do. And if you think about what's happening now, it's all about mind control, all about programming. Look at what's on the dollars, the all-seeing eye that's symbolic, symbolic to our third eye. So all of these things, like they use numerology for to help control. So go ahead, Lisa. All these numbers are super important. Awesome. And since you already brought it up, let me go ahead and um, finish that off. So the reason why this is important and why I keep pointing out as I'm reading through this paper, um, the number four is because, you know, we talked about like um, just recently with the Travis, um, you know, uh, Scott's incident. Right. There was like the whole incident was like taking place at Energy Park. We talked about the 808s and the number 44. Remember in 1940, the Rockefeller Foundation, I think it was 1940, don't quote me, 1940, 1941, somewhere in that area. The Rockefeller, the Rockefeller Foundation changed the music standard. And the music standard, I'm running Wolf just pulled up. Let me mod him real quick. The music standard has always been on a 432 hertz. So the same way that the earth has its own vibration, the 432 is... In, in alignment with the vibration of the earth, with our heart chakras, right? That's a high frequency of peace, love, more unity, things like that. So they came together and they changed that to guess what, you guys? 44 hertz, the 440 frequency. This is the reason why I'm pointing out the number, the, um, the, the numerology in this article that I'm reading to you guys about Klaus Schwab and so that you can pay attention so that when you're reading things, you can, and you're doing your research, you're able to pull out, you know, the, the magic that they're putting on people. You know what I'm saying? Four, 440 members, you know, 400 um, places, you know, 31, which adds up to 44. Just there's many references to the number four throughout this entire article. So I'm going to read a little bit more and then I'm going to open up the floor again for anyone. I know some of you guys are... Um, are just joining guys welcome to the club let me do a really quick reset you're in the matrix unveiled today we're talking about the draconian new world plot um new world order plot with klaus schwab and his cronies i am reading an article which i have posted in the discord 
under the cabal. So you can go there and you can read the article yourself and you know from the beginning. But what it's doing is outlining just how long this plan has been going on. The plan to bring about the new world order, how COVID is a part of it, and you know, even moving into like the new metaverse, it's all there. So I've placed some, you know, resources for you know people to check out for themselves after this conversation. Um, so yeah, that's what we're doing, guys. Make sure you press the um, press the plus button. Invite some of your friends in if you're not already following the club. Make sure you do that, and also make sure you tap the link at the top and follow the Discord. So I'm gonna go ahead and pick up where I left off. Okay, so Wolf points out that. Very few graduates, okay, I already said that, but I kind of got stopped, so let me restart, say that again. Wolf um, points out that very few graduates of the Global Leaders School listed on their CVs. He says that he has only seen it listed in one, um, listed on one, namely that of the German economist Richard Werner, who is known, who is a known critic of the establishment. Wolf suggests that the school seems to like to include even critics of the system among its ranks as another name among its graduates is Gregor Hackmack, the German chief of chief of change.org, who was, which I didn't even know that change.org was owned by someone that was German, who is, uh, who was in its 2010 class. Wolf believes this is because the organization wants to present itself as being fair and balanced although it wants to ensure that its critics are controlled opposition, okay? One more paragraph, okay? Another thing that the Global Leaders graduates have in common is that most of them have very sparse CVs apart from their participation in the program prior to being elevated to positions of power, which may indicate that it is their connection to Schwab's institutions that is a decisive factor launching their careers. This is very evident when the school's alumni are publicly questioned about issues that they have not been instructed to talk about in advance and their struggles to come uh, and, and they and their struggles to come up with the answers are often quite evident. Wolf contends that their roles are only to act as mouthpieces for the talking points that those in the shadows behind them want discussed in public debate. Um, one more paragraph real quick. Okay, so um, Schwab's yes men in action. Okay, given the growing discontent with the anti-COVID measures put into practice by the school's graduates who are now national leaders, Wolf believes it is possible that these people were selected due to their willingness to do whatever they are told and that they are being set up to fail so that the subsequent backlash can be exploited to justify the creation of a new global form of government. Indeed, Wolf notes that um, politicians with unique personalities and strong original views have become, uh, have become rare and that the distinguishing character of the national leaders of the past 30 years has been their meekness and adherence to a strict globalist line dictated from above. This has been especially evident in most countries' response to the pandemic, where politicians who knew nothing about viruses two years ago suddenly proclaimed that COVID was a severe health crisis that justified 
um, locking people up in their homes, shutting down their businesses and wreaking havoc, um, uh, wrecking and wrecking entire economies. Okay, so I'm going to pause right there, you guys. Can I um, add something to what you were saying, Lisa? Uh, Gratitude for the space and the topic. Um, I think three weeks ago, 60 Minutes did a special on deep fake and also a very um, upper echelon. Probably the it's considered the largest university in the in the in the sense of um, land wise. It's called Deep Springs University that's located in um, California. So when you said that, it brought me back to that university. They they just recently started um, allowing women women to the university, but the university was particular particularly all men, and they only took. Uh, a grand total, if I'm correct, 26 people are allowed to come or allowed to attend, and it's usually the the only people that are usually allowed to uh, apply for that university or individuals that are um, valid valedictorians or basically you got to be the number one person in your 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 high school, and there's also people that come from all over the world that so I feel like it's a university that actually teaches people how to become elites. And um, you, you can look, we can all look it up. It's called Deep Springs College. It is as large as the city of Manhattan. That's how large that university is. But it's super small. It's a small, one of the smallest universities, but the largest by landmass. And they, they do everything old-fashioned. You ride horses. You learn how to. It, it's, like you, you, it's like you're going back 100 years, but you still have Internet, and they talk about the, the world in our future and politics and these people are who they're they're training to become the people that run the country and they literally showed us in our face is the same episode that you can find on deep fake where they show show you um them um altering faces and things on television so um that's how i learned about deep deep springs um university or college so what you're saying is just starting to make they're literally showing us what's going on in our faces too yeah wow that's insane you would bring that up there's um a show out there so in the tech world um in the very high side this is running wolf by the way peace and blessings to the room y'all there is a higher echelon of um education that is restricted to the consumer and common peoples okay you have american nationals they say that there's american native sorry oh okay um and what what this is is it creates a tier system of of uh power by of knowledge right there's a show called devs Okay. If you want to learn it was, so we say a lot of things about quantum. If you take that word into uh, a scientific community, you're going to be laughed at. It's, it's like pseudoscience. Quantum mechanics is a little more relevant than quantum physics. Quantum physics is absolutely theoretical. Um, and they want to try to get into the mechanics of that to build a foundation of physics. Now there is in, what they teach is, is what even deep Springs college. If you watch this show devs, there is, uh, the main 
antagonist, if you will. Well, I don't want to put any plot spoilers, but he comes off as an antagonist in the beginning, at least. And he's the head of the devs team. He's this chubby, smart white guy. And there's a scene where he's vetting. Um, I don't know what you would call them. Essentially, there's he's going to a college. <laughs> that is, if you see it, the college is yeah in the middle of nowhere, very prestigious and clean, but in old but steeped in the old ways, but still modern, like uh, the Japanese culture, you know, ancient and modern blended. <clears throat> and they go and they vet these scientists. This is where they find scientists to build, um, you know, um, nuclear fusion and, and how they, this is where they go and look for these types of people. Okay. And this Deep Springs College, um, that show heralds to a lot of what occurs in those environments. Uh, and the reason why it's steeped in the old ways is because when they started getting this came from out of World War II, actually, they started putting these institutions out because part of what they found in Antarctica, they had what they were deprogramming, what they call the black goo. They found that what our reality essentially is, we would say it's artificial. OK, and you have artificial persons. You have American nationals and you have Native Americans and you have actual um, um, peoples like, uh, uh, you know, Inguanian. Um, you know, Africans don't call themselves Africans. They're either Nigerian or, or so on and so forth. Right. And those are the people of the land. When they discovered this black goo that they call black goo or black gold, they realized that it was a sentient artificial intelligence and why artificial they put artificial intelligence because it's programmable and influenced by external sources right <clears throat> these schools have, were started for the purpose of what has led into what cern is doing is breaking down the fabric of the natures breaking down the fabric of our reality and what a big portion of the curriculum is, is being steeped in the deep earthly wisdoms of natural earth. And that technology and everything that we live in is a, is a distraction. And so a lot of the curriculum is actually hidden and covered by law, um, what goes on in those types of colleges. Um, that is a mainstream one. There are others that fall under, because um, they have, uh, like, they'll, they'll, it'll be... Like you have my uh, the film school I went to, Full Sail University, but that's just essentially L.A. film school in um, Florida, but it's just in Florida. But it's the same curriculum, same school, same structure, right? And that, so Deep Springs has this populated all over the planet, and uh, and I do mean the planet, not just here in the state. So I, I wanted to point that out. It's a really amazing build, um, and thank you for that. Who, oh, dang. I'm surprised they actually placed that on television. Right? Check it and out. That, and even... Yeah, that episode. That episode also had deep fake on it when it was literally they were telling you we fake things on TV. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Devs reveals a lot. Oh, and the point of mentioning the antagonist, there's a very uh, prominent sign when he's vetting these students to bring onto his research team. He's just eating like raw leaves out of a container, just mashing them in his mouth, raw leaf. And they did that for a reason. They shot that for a reason. They made that his mannerism for that scene for a reason. And there's a lot of 
of other hidden messages that correlate to, yeah, the not eating of flesh, the human flesh um, construct. And what that starts to do in the decalcification of the pineal gland, you start realizing that quantum physics, quantum mechanics, you have to consider those metaphysical aspects in order to make sense of our, our deprogrammed technology. And it's now coming that our technology is just a deprogramming of this advanced, sentient, artificial, intelligent force that runs within and without the universe. And why we use silicone and quartz crystal to tap into it. People don't know Wi-Fi isn't something we create. We tap into Wi-Fi with routers and modems. It's already here on the planet. It's It's a wave that already exists that we tap into and put programmable data in. And then we have routers and modems to respond based on our input to show us certain things from it. But it is part of the every possible wavelength that comes out of the Akashic, the true informational center. And so once again, everything is a counterfeit. They want to make their own Akashic record and database. They want to get rid of books and put everything on the net and control the information that's there and tell you what your reality is. And then let that digital number, now it's becoming the metaverse and all this. It all it all does tie in. But yeah, go in and, and try to do some scholarship on that show. It, it will really blow your minds. D-E-V-S, devs. They didn't even have cars, y'all. Like, if you you understand that you were going to a university where you didn't have teachers teaching you about school. Like, you literally, if that episode showed them living in basically the 1800s. But they just had Wi-Fi. (laughs) I mean, they didn't have cars. You had to plant your own food. You had to ride horses a long way, you know, in the sense to, you know, capture water. You had to, they had to actually become shepherds and, and actually capture cattle. Yeah, and oh, what I'm it's showing is, is that, and hey, Lisa, how you doing? Hey, what's up, Ronnie Wolf? I'm doing great. Thank you for bringing me in. Go, go ahead and. Uh... You know why that is, though? Because you ask yourselves, okay, you know, why would they do, I haven't seen the show, but just from listening to what you guys are saying, is because they're tapping it into a, You have to understand that these people have an entry point into this matrix, right? And when I'm using the word people very loosely, okay, because that's what we think of them as. But I don't think they're actually people in the way that we think of us being humans that they are. And so they have these specific bloodlines. That's why I'm saying that what they have to do, though, is they have to tap into a certain grid. We know that the, the earth has its own ley lines, right? And it's like... If you could return back to a time, like a moment in time, like you were playing a basketball game and you were in your zone and you just nailed it, you know what I'm saying? Or that whenever you were feeling, you know, and the, all the energy was there to support you, that's what they're doing. When they're doing stuff like that is they have to return to a time where their energy was propelled out or when it was a, at, at a very strong point. So this is how you know that they're losing. You understand what I'm saying? Because this information is getting out there and they're having to do rituals, you know, they're having to do more sacrifices. And believe it or not, even with the deaths that's occurring on the planet, a lot of people are being sacrificed and they think they're just dying from a disease, but they're constantly feeding this energy, this this egregore, okay? They're constantly feeding this egregore that has given them the power so they can hold on, but it's not enough anymore. So, you know, go ahead, Running Wolf, and then I'm going to continue um, reading 
on, you know, with this article about Klaus Schwab and his cronies and who these people are that have went through his school. And this is just one faction, you guys. Everything that I'm reading, you got to understand when we talk about this is a, a network, a secret society. Even back like a, a few years ago when those people in Hollywood were busted for, you know, getting, you don't get into Harvard and Yale and, you know, all these different prestigious schools because you're just super smart. You know what I'm saying? Some people get in like that, but most people don't. These individuals are known as legacies. That means that their parents went there. They have donated tons of money. They have buildings named after them. So when you have someone, a celebrity who I've said before, you look up to celebrities as though they are way up there, but they're really at the, they're literally the Walmart workers of the elite world. And I don't mean that to be disrespectful, like, you know, that Walmart workers are not, you know, valuable people. I'm just saying that's how they're looked upon. It's that's how low on the totem pole that they are, but they're there to influence the rest of us. You understand? So we look up to them that way. So they're trying to, because they don't, they're not a part of the bloodline. You know, they are the minions of the elite, the entertainers of the elite. And they also utilize them, like I said, to, you know, to, to control pop culture and to help them to keep control of the population and to tell us in which way to go, which is what's hot, what's not, you know? And so we f sort of follow their trends, but when you caught them, you know, sneaking, they're trying to keep, sneak their kids into the school. This is the way that that world works. That's why, you know, someone like George Bush Jr. could become president, you know what I'm saying? Of the, of the, you know, I think we lost. She was going off. Yeah, it's, so it's not just me. Hold on, guys. I'm sorry. My phone was ringing. With that being said, is there anything else that anyone else wanted to add before I move on with this um, article that I've been reading so far? Anyone? I think we're okay. ready to hear. So, huh? I think we're ready to listen. Yes. Okay, let's go. Okay, so continuing on, and guys, you know, for those of you who missed the beginning of this this reading that I'm doing, it's it's posted in the Discord. The link is at the top of the page. It's under the cabal, um, the the cabal section. Okay, so a worldwide network of wealth and influence. Okay, it says um, graduates from the Young Global Leaders School and Global Leaders for Tomorrow before them find themselves very well situated, given that they then have access to the World Economic Forum's network of contacts. The World Economic Forum's current board of trustees includes such luminaries as Christine Lagarde, former marketing director of the International Monetary Fund and current president of the European Central Bank, Queen Rania of Jordan, who has been ranked by Forbes as one of the 100 most powerful women in the world, and Larry Fink, CEO of BlackRock, the largest investment management corporation internationally and which handles approximately $9 trillion annually by trading the connections uh, between the school's graduates. Wolf claims that you can see that they continue to rely on each other for support for their initiatives long after they participated in the global leaders programs. Okay. And guys quickly, um, the programs that we're talking about in these schools are all things that Klaus Schwab 
has created, right? And so this is how he is funneling and creating the so-called leaders of the future that people think that they're somehow, you know, responsible for getting these people into offices that are deciding what your world is going to look like. It's already, and they're already saying that Klaus Schwab is a puppet himself. We already covered that. Okay, so let me read a little bit more. Wolf believes that many elite universities play a role in the process determined by the World Economic Forum and that they should no longer be seen as operating outside of the fields of, of politics and economics. He cites the example of the Harvard Business School, which receives millions of dollars from donors each year, as well as the Harvard School of Public Health, which um, was renamed the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health after it received $350 million from the Hong Kong-born billionaire Gerald Chan. The same is true of the Johns Hopkins School of Public Health, which became the John Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health after media mogul Michael Bloomberg donated $1.8 billion to the school in 2018. Wolf states that the World Economic Forum's influence goes far beyond those who have passed through the Global Leaders and the Global Shapers programs. However, as the number of people who participate in the annual Davos Conference is much larger than many suspect, the members being informed that approximately 1,500 private jets bring attendees to the event each year, overloading Switzerland's uh, airport. The next paragraph is the alliance of big business and government. The main, and this is where you get like where lobbyists and all this stuff comes into play. Okay, so the main goal of the World Economic Forum's activities, Wolf believes, is to facilitate and further high-level cooperation between big business and national governments, something which we, uh, which we already, which we are already seeing take place. Vivian Fisher, another participant in the Corona Committee podcast, points out that the British-based company Serco processes migrants for the British government and also manages prisons around the world, among its many other activities. The pharmaceutical industry is, is in, um, oh Lord. Okay, the pharmaceutical industry's international reach is also considerable. Wolf mentions that global leaders, alumnus, Bill Gates, for example, had long been doing business with Pfizer's one of the main producers of the controversial mRNA COVID vaccines through his foundation's public health initiative in Africa since long before the pandemic began. Perhaps not coincidentally, Gates has become one of the foremost champions of the lockdowns and the COVID vaccines since they became available. And the Wall Street Journal has reported that his foundation had made approximately $200 billion in social benefits from, distrib from distributing vaccines before the pandemic had even began. One can only imagine what its vaccine profits are today. Digital technology, which is now all pervasive, is also playing a prominent role in the elite's global designs. Wolf highlights that BlackRock, run by global leader, Leaders alumnus Larry Fink is presenting the largest is, is presently the largest advisor to the world's um, central banks and has been collecting data on the world financial system for more than 30 years now. 
and in, undoubtedly has a greater understanding of how the system works than the central banks themselves. Okay, one of the goals of the current policies being pursued by many governments, Wolf believes, is to destroy the businesses of small and medium-sized entrepreneurs, a la the lockdowns and all the things that we went through last year and this year, so that multinational corporations based in the United States and China can monopolize businesses everywhere. Amazon, which was led until recently by global leaders, alumnus Jeff Bezos in, in particular, has made enormous profits as a result of the lockdown measures that have devastated the middle class. Okay, I'm, this is the last paragraph that I'm gonna read and open up the floor again, guys. Okay, so Wolf contends that the ultimate goal of this domination by large platforms is to see the introduction of digital bank currency. This is what we've been talking about, cryptocurrency, NFTs, the metaverse, it all ties in together. Okay, just in the past few months, China's International Finance Forum which is similar to the World Economic Forum, proposed the introduction of digital yuan, yuan I'm sorry, yuan, <laughs> digital yuan, which could um, in turn internationalize, be internationalized by the Deem blockchain-based currency network. Interestingly, Deem is the successor to Libra, a cryptocurrency that has that was first announced by Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook. And there's Mark. I knew he would show up in the story, done that. <laughs> I was waiting, that's for you. Indicated that, <laughs> indicated that a global currency that will transcend the power of either the dollar or the yuan and managed through the cooperation of Chinese, European, and American business networks is currently being discussed. The International Finance Forum's Supervisory Board Include such names as the World Economic Forum's Christine Lagarde, Jean-Claude Trichet, the former president of the European Central Bank, and the Horst Kohler, uh, the former head of the International Monetary Fund. And I'm going to pause right there because I know this is a lot, everybody, but it's very important. We no longer have the luxury of sitting on the sidelines and we have to be educated on these matters. You understand what I'm saying? So you guys are seeing who all the players are and how all this works um, together and how we, they're not thinking about us at all. So with that being said, I'm going to open the floor back up um, for any responses or comments. I just want to say one thing you mentioned BlackRock, right? Um, and you know, <laughs> when you think about these people, BlackRock being a part of this whole agenda and believe it or not, you guys, BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, um, State Street, these are hedge funds that control your 401k, your Roth IRA. Think about that, right? And, and based on what I know in the market, these people are gambling with your 401k, your pension. Unfortunately, there's gonna be a lot of baby boomers right now. When they retire, there's nothing there for them. And that is so, that is so sad. So this agenda that they're speeding up right now is so convenient because unfortunately, many of them won't even live to see what is really going on, you know, with this job. So this whole thing is part of the agenda and it's just really really sickening 
Anybody else want to tap in? St. J, we haven't heard from you. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. It's an interesting room, interesting topic. Um, yeah, I'm just listening now when I get like an idea for something. Okay, awesome. What about you, Dr. Matilda? Yeah. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for inviting me up. Yeah, I'm just listening as well for now. Uh, when I have something to add, I would um, definitely open up my mic to say something. But I just find it really crazy and bizarre that um, all this, um, this, um, the elites, they are, they are being, um, they are, I don't understand how they have so much power to be able to control our lives you know i don't understand how this is happening it's really baffling i i really can't wrap my head around it it's very disturbing i know they have a deal with satan and satan owns the and and we can delve into that you know we can delve into that saint jay <laughs> um <coughs> excuse me you know, um, I have a way that I like to present information, you know, because I think that in order <coughs> in order for you to, it's hard when you just go and say, you do sound like a conspiracy theorist, if you just say the things without having some sort of, you know, something in writing, something for people to go and grab their, put their teeth into and go and look. So these are the names, these are the names of the groups of the organizations, they can absolutely like I said, the article is in the in the Discord. So people can go at their leisure and they can read it. They can stop reading. They can go and Google, you know what I'm saying, the inception of the World Economic Forum. And by the way, the fourth industrial revolution is being likened to the fourth Reich. And if you guys know that what that was, was Nazi Germany. I personally did some research on Klaus Schwab because I'm like, who is this Dr. Eva guy that just popped up out of really nowhere? You know what I'm saying? I didn't really hear. I've never heard of him until all of this, you know, thing came out with what everything that's been going on in our world for the last almost two years now. And I deep, uh, you know, I try to do a deep dive on him. And I found out that it's, there's not really much that you can find out about him. And that's how you know that they're very well connected um, is that his, but his father was involved in supporting the Nazis as well, allegedly, according to what I saw on DuckDuckGo. So that's something, this is something that has been, you know, the globalist elites. The thing is, we think that we live in a world where, you know, we're, we're like little children, honestly. We're like little children. When I say we, I mean us as the masses of the people. You know, I don't mean any one person specifically individually or anything like that because a lot of people are aware of what is going on in the world that we're living in but a lot of people are not and we do these rooms so that people can become more present you know and what is going on and so when you hear things like it's easy to dismiss things and be like oh that's a conspiracy theory you know and i'm much more smarter than that but no the more degrees that you have, the more dumb people become because you're you're just being indoctrinated further into their system and you don't have the ability to really think on your own. You know, it's hard for an average person to become a billionaire without somehow becoming a part of this elite system, this pyramid. And this is what I'd be trying to wake people up about when I do these rooms on Clubhouse, among other things, and how you could take back your own power and how you can position yourself 
to, you know what I'm saying, be, be more powerful and also to gain financially by cracking open the financial system that they have been utilizing for so long. All right, with that being said, let me go ahead and finish reading a couple more. And then after I read this, I'm not going to read the whole thing, you guys. It's very, it's pretty long. Um, you know, it's pretty long and I don't want to bore you guys to death or anything like that. And I do want to spark more conversation. So after that, I want to play a video. Um, it's about five minutes and then we can just, you know, freestyle from there. Okay. So Wolf further explains that the lockdowns that, uh, and subsequent bailouts that were seen around the world over the past two years left many nations on the verge of bankruptcy. In order to avoid an economic cat catastrophe, the governments of the world resorted to drawing on the $650 billion special drawing rights of, or SDRs, which are supplementary foreign exchange reserve assets <laughs> mortgaged by the International Monetary Fund. The, I'm laughing because this shit is crazy. Like, there's... This shit is crazy. Okay. When these eventually come due... It will leave these same governments in dire straits, which is why it may be the introduction of digital currency has become a sudden priority. And this may have been the hidden purpose of the lockdowns all along. Will says that two European countries are already prepared to begin using digital currency, Sweden and Switzerland. Perhaps not coincidentally, Sweden has had virtually no lockdown restrictions due to the pandemic and Switzerland has taken only very light measures. And I know if you guys have been following this, you know that to be true. Wolf believes that the reason for this may be that the two countries did not need to, cra to crash their economies through lockdown measures because they are already prepared to begin using digital currency before the pandemic began. He contends that a new a new round of lockdowns may be being prepared that will finish off the world's econo economies for good, leading to massive unemployment and in turn the introduction of universal basic income, which we got we I don't know if you guys know about this, but that's already being pushed in Canada and also in Australia. Um, and the use of a digital currency, managed by a central bank. Now that part I don't know about because digital currency is supposed to be decentralized. So um, this currency might be restricted both in terms of what individuals can spend it on as well as the time frame that one has to spend it in. So last paragraph further, Wolf indicates that the inflation currently being seen around the world is an inevitable consequence of the fact that national governments after taking loans from the central banks, have introduced approximately $20 trillion into the global economy in less than two years. Whereas previous bailouts were directed into the markets, this latest round has gone to ordinary people. And as a result, this is driving the prices of products that ordinary people spend their money on, such as food. The next paragraph is de democracy has been canceled. But I'm going to, um, oh, I'm almost to the end. Let me just finish reading this. I didn't realize I was this far into it. Okay, so there's two more paragraphs, you guys. The ultimate conclusion, democracy has been canceled. The ultimate conclusion one must draw from all of this, according to Wolf, is that democracy as we know it has been silently canceled and that although 
the appearance of um, the democratic process is being maintained in our countries, the fact is that an examination of how government around the world works today shows that on elite of shows that an elite of super wealthy and powerful individuals effectively control everything that goes on in politics, as has been especially evident in relation to the pandemic response. The best way to combat their designs, Wolf says, is simply to educate people, which is what I'm trying to do in this room, about what is happening and for them to realize that the narrative of the super dangerous virus is a lie that has been designed to manipulate them into accepting things that that run contrary to their own interests. If even 10% of ordinary citizens become aware of this and decide to take action, it could thwart the elite's plans and perhaps open a window for ordinary citizens to take back control of over their own destinies. And that is the end of the article. The article is posted in the Discord for anyone that wants to read it. Guys, the floor is open. Yeah, I just want to address one thing you said. Thank you for reading that, by the way. There's just one thing that I want to take point with, uh, which is what you said cryptocurrency is supposed to be, and you don't know about that. And um, so there, there are really two big factors in cryptocurrency we have to look at as the, uh, the establishment or the misleaders roll out their cryptocurrency. So if we look at Bitcoin, um, the key ingredient is proof of work as opposed to proof of stake, right? And that's how we have to measure all crypto- cryptocurrencies and also the availability of a limited or an unlimited supply, right? So Bitcoin is proof of work and it's a limited supply. And that's, you know, according to Satoshi, the, the preferable currency, right? The Federal Reserve is the opposite on both counts traditionally, right? So I'd be willing to bet that when the misleaders of this planet roll out their central bank, cryptocurrency, etc., it's not going to be in the framework of Bitcoin, right? And we're supposed to be too stupid to figure this out, um, but we're not. So I just, I just want to touch down on that. And I land and I appreciate you reading that and everything else I agree with. I just wanted to bring that to everybody's attention. Proof of stake, proof of work, and then finite or infinite supply are the key ingredients. Can I speak on that Bitcoin? Because it, it is an unpopular opinion. But with um, with Bitcoin, like, you, like well, it's such a brand name. And if you look, Walmart is bringing in Bitcoin ATMs. And so with the coming, they have the smart contracts with Bitcoin, the coming taproot smart contracts layer protocol being added to Bitcoin. It will it will now have the ability to be spent only if programmable conditions are met. And so I can see that being used as um, as like a carbon credit metric for for like in conjunction with um, passport IDs or any transaction. So I, I can see where um, it that can be so kind of like a Trojan horse. Hey, this is Clifton. Um, I wanted to speak on a few things that Lisa uh, talked about. So as far as the UBI, which is universal basic income, we are also doing that in the States, um, more specifically in Oakland. Oakland has been doing a UBI for, I think, about two years now where they're just giving um, the citizens, you know, money for whatever reason. And that could come with cryptocurrency as well, right? Because that CBDC, that central bank digital currency, is programmable money. So that's why you have the CBDCs fighting against the stable coins, because this stable coin it's paid one of one, just like the dollar is. So this is a whole fight about money here at the end of the day. 
And um, one more thing, just to connect all of these things. So the robots are coming to automate 40% of the job market. So if all of these people not having jobs, they're going to give them this universal basic income, which could come in the form of this CBDC. And to make it even more real, Philly and New York have just rolled out their own city coins. So this could be all of these, you know, uh, different filters for your money. And with it being programmable, I don't know how many people uh, saw the movie Time with Justin Timberlake, but they can tell you, you know, where to spend, where to live. You can't do this. Also bringing in that social credit system as well from China, which is also already here in the States. Exactly. And and I think they would use it to control, um, like, kind of like, like, like it is in Asia where... Um, uh, where it, it it um you have to you have to have good credit to to even I I guess it's the way that the way it is here in the U S too you you have to have good credit but just on another level they're gonna use it they're gonna use crypto in the same manner. I even read an article that was saying that your uh, past browser history is going to affect your social credit system. So they already that's what the form of the data is, right? So we've been given. Facebook, Meta, uh, all these different, you know, companies, our data for all of this time, you know, even Google, right? Google's a part of the same machine. So we give people these data and we can be penalized, you know, in an unknown way for just things that we search, right? So even this room, for example, because they are listening, they can say, okay, well, all of these people already saw off with a negative social credit score because they, you know, talked about X, Y, and Z. So it's just another form of control uh, that people need to Hi guys, um, this is Eleanor. Um, I wanted to say that um, I don't think that things are what they seem either. Um, I, uh, I think that this realm that we call Earth is neither flat nor round. <laughs> um, it's a kind of technology that appears real to us. So it's kind of more of a simulation and um, we're part of a hierarchy of power and those that are in power are spiritual beings like us but in human form too um, only they know a lot more than we do about this technology they're conscious of it whereas most of us um, have amnesia and that some of them act in an adversarial role or what we would call evil and others are more protective so what we would call um, angels and the twist is that both of them kind of keep us you could say trapped in this realm in a kind of reincarnation cycle until we either wake up from the trance or wake up um, to our greatness and the pressure that we're feeling now I think is there to wake us up to the real power that we have kind of like to our oversoul. Um, some of the research I've been doing kind of says that we start off, we go through a reincarnation cycle, starting off in Sirius, moving through to Osiris, Pleiades, and um, I think there's seven in total, I can't remember them all off my heart, and then we come here, and this is where we get trapped, possibly um, through the moon, um, and the earth itself has gone through or what the an acronym for earth is heart which is also the ether which also stands for eat her so nature eats nature 
So the earth itself has gone through many cycles. It's got a vast, vast genealogy that's become um, a mythology from Avalon, Atlantis, Lumeria. So the history that we learn at school is more of a lie than it is a truth. Um, but the truth itself is beautifully hidden in plain sight. Um, our ancestors have left lots of clues for us. And um, at the highest level, if you, if you meditate or if you've ever done any entheogens or gone deep into the heart of nature, you can see that it's one dance, it's a cosmic love affair. And at the lowest level, it's a painful uh, struggle of enslavement, war and corruption. And this is where the pressure right now can wake us up to the cosmic dance, to the love affair, where we can wake up to the predatory nature that enslaves us, that tempts us, that weakens us. But I think the key is that the pressure is really powerful and it can wake us up. Unfortunately, some of our brothers and sisters have gone deeper into the hypnosis um, and some people um, have actually woken up. Um, yeah, and if you look top down, um, like if you see from the perspective of BlackRock and Vanguard, you can see that the government are just puppets, that that's not where the power is. It's really the, the large corporations. So when we look at them, they're playing a divisive role of blue and red or black and white, just to keep the, the illusion going, really. Um, that's not where the power lies. Um, I'll land my plane because I heard somebody uh, trying to chime in. Thank you. It does me. I was just applauding. I wasn't trying to chime in. I was just applauding. Unless, Alina, oh, okay. I just thank you. Alina, I just want to thank you. Um, give a really beautiful presence about you, and I, you really eloquently spoke what I have just been ruminating in my own soul about is that those that are in the room, all of us, you know, if you really look at the hypnotic, you know, as a clinical hypnotherapist, we all are in some kind of hypnotic state, right? And when we come together in this kind of quantum entanglement, the light rises, the truth rises, and it pierces through the darkness, right? And the light loves light. And so I love, um, Lisa, I think, or somebody said something around 10%, just 10% got a hold of the truth, um, it will be upended. And that's essentially, you know, when you think about the compressed state and you think about how lead and, and how things have to have that critical mass to turn into a beautiful diamond. And that's what we're in right now, to really withhold this, this sustenance of your own power. And going back to the hypnotic state, they are in a hypnosis that's very, very dark, right? And you think about those that think they're in power. I mean, if you look at Biden, you cannot say power behind that man. 
And so part of me looks at these people like a very, very sad state because their end is near. And the other piece is an absolute celebration for all of us because we're the ones that then get to tip this and then ride the wave on the down. So it's really important to understand the details, but also to hold your light and hold it strong because it's growing and we get to see the other side. So I just want to acknowledge you all for being here. Uh, thank you for sharing that. It was a really beautiful share, Cassandra and Thank you, Cassandra. Lisa, is it okay? Yes, guys, this is an open floor. So everyone, anyone, Thank just, you. you know, guys. Thank you. No, I mean, Lisa, I just wanted to personally thank you for all you do on Clubhouse and with your Discord. I, I've come across so much more information um, through you just personally following your club and the people that I've uh, been able to meet through being in your room. So I just wanted to say thank you. It is a bit like overwhelming and scary some of this stuff and i'm someone who was a part of the new european nation from dr malachi z york 20 years ago so i'm not saying that this stuff is new but you guys go in you know a few days ago we was graced with the presence of running wolf and he's also another star on the stage and i see mariam and many face and brandon and i want to shout out to you lot because you lot have all really helped me and my, my, my consciousness growth and my ascension. So I, I just wanted to say that I really appreciate all that I'm learning from you guys. What I would say is that I've opened a club called Ascension Reality, Lisa, and I'm hoping that one day you will join us to share your knowledge on the ascension and the spiritual evolution that's happening because I feel it's important. I feel like on Clubhouse at the moment, there's a lot of this stuff where we're talking about these cults and the, the like satanic stuff and the bloodlines. And I just want to be able to hold a space where we can speak about like what Cassandra was saying, that um, evolvement and evolution and ascension and how we're going to get there and those that are being activated and the gifts that are coming through and just to bring a bit more light into this space because I don't want it to just be like all doom and gloom all this time because there is a real beautiful thing that's happening as well and I just wanted to share that and I'll, I'll, I'll let my can I, can I um, sorry oh sorry oh, um Thank you. I was wondering um, if I could read a poem called Beautiful Child of the Universe, just to pick up on what um, Darren was just saying about pouring love into everyone. Is that okay? I wrote it in 2018 um, and I didn't know that I would need it so much right now, you know, to remember the truth of who we are. So, yeah. Um, okay, thank ahead. you. Thanks, Lisa. So this is for everyone. Beautiful child of the universe. You are the child of thousands upon thousands of generations. You are the spirit of the soul that gives power to the body and life to the power of the soul. You do not stand alone. The fear that pumps through your veins, the passion that wakes you from your slumber, the warrior that growls in your belly and torments your restlessness, the lamentations of your heart, your desire for love and freedom, it is not solely yours. It is the voice of humanity 
calling across the cosmos, birthed from a lifetime of compassion and a destiny geared towards awakening you to your greatness. Do not be afraid of your light. You are the child of the universe and a million generations. You are by far nature's greatest creation and God's greatest love. Lay down your sword, unfasten your breastplate, open your heart and let the agony pour through you until its bittersweet nectar transforms you in you. Beautiful child of the universe, flesh of her flesh, blood of his blood, child of every myth and legend, hero and heroine, take up your armour, shield your heart, point your sword to the stars, let out your roar and let them know, I am that I am that I am. Thank you. Wow, that is powerful. I love that. That is beautiful. Thank you, Alina. Thank you. Thank you. I love that. I hope you have that copyrighted, Alina. (laughs) And you know what? We are we're gonna have to redefine our world. And you know, a lot of the things that served us in the past, maybe like you know, certain forms of religion, you know, may not serve us in the future. You know what I mean? As we transcend into this one, this world of oneness, we're gonna need those powerful words, you know what I'm saying, to remind us for something for us to cling to as we go through, you know, these processes that, you know, we're having to endure. So um, to, I think that was Darren that was speaking before you. Um, I appreciate those words, Darren, you know, and yeah, absolutely, because I would definitely come to your club um, and, you know, share in those rooms because that's what this is about. You know, like the article said, if we could just get 10% of the people, you know, we're not here. I can't save anyone. The only thing I could do is present the information, but everyone um, ultimately has to be their own savior. That means everybody has to do the work. They have to put in the work and they have to awaken their own souls. And it's all that it takes. But what I wanted to illustrate, you know, in reading that is how this web is so interconnected that you know, the idea that we are somehow a part of it is completely false. You know, um, I personally, you know, the way I'm oriented, I don't really like look up to public figures in that way. I look at them as normal, just like me. They put their, you know, their pants on one leg at a time as I do. They're no greater than I am. And I've always thought of them in that way. I never put them on a pedestal. And I know that a lot of people in society does, but that is to your own detriment and to your own downfall. And I think that that's the most that the average person could ever wish for is fame and a little bit of money to elevate themselves and make them feel that that they are somehow special. And if you don't feel that you're already special on your own, just know those people, that's not the right way of thinking because those people have sacrificed so much, their entire souls, just to be the footstool of the so-called elites. Now we have already talked about like we, you know, in other rooms, you know, I did the breakdown of the Illuminati, these draconian people, like, who are they guys? I want to get into that aspect. And I know St. Jay has a lot to share, but before we go there, I just want to play this really quick video that, um, with Stu Peters and, and just to, just to round out the conversation on Klaus Schwab, because he is Dr. Evil himself. Everyone is focusing like on, 
on Bill Gates and, you know, everything that he's doing, you know, you have to look at all of them. When I saw, like, when I think of, like, Mark Zuckerberg or, you know, Bill Gates, I'm like, oh, he sat in his garage and he was in college and, you know, all these lies that they tell. And I'm like, when you see what these companies have become and you understand what's really going on, you, you there's no way you can believe that these people just, just randomly just popped up. And if they're lying to you about that, then you have to ask yourselves, what else are they lying to us about? Because we know that Bill, you know, Mark Zuckerberg did not, you know, in college develop Facebook. We know that. If you don't know that, I don't know what to tell you. You know, if you think that Bill Gates, you know, which at the time when I was being told that story, I had no idea that his father was like the, the head of Plant Parenthood, which is a whole eugenics, you know, program, you know, and if you trace their histories back. So that's why I share, because at a time I didn't know you know, myself, I didn't know either. So um, let me pull up this interview. Okay, this is a really quick video I'm gonna play for you guys. It's a Stu Peter show. The name of it is Klaus Schwab, Globalist Elites Plan an Attack that Will Dwarf COVID-19. Now, I have played this because I've done rooms about Klaus Schwab before. I haven't played this video, but I've played videos on the things that he said. He is warning us about a, um, a a a catastrophe uh uh digital you know catastrophe that's going to come and it's going to make you know covid-19 seem like nothing he's telling us this remember before the pandemic they did they had an event called event 201 so that was their dry run for how things would go over the next 2 years that's what they were going to implement so i want to play this video because it puts it into perspective it's not super long um, at, you know, about five minutes and they start talking about the vaccines. I'm going to cut it off there and then we'll just move on. So here we go, guys. We have her every day for a segment called Shots Fired. She is the best-selling author of the book, Taking Back America. You can find that book at DeannaLorraine.com. Deanna Lorraine joins us now for Shots Fired. Huge event upcoming this weekend. She wouldn't tell me any of the details, but she says it's incredibly important. Deanna, what do you have going on? Yeah, so this event going on, well, first of all, while we're over fussing about the Delta variant and the trans issues and BLM issues, the orchestrators of all of these issues and COVID themselves, which is Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and Bill Gates and all of these elites, they are meeting this weekend for a huge Davos-sized event. And this event is called Operation Polygon, Cyber Polygon. So this is huge. We all know, well, you should know by this point, about um, Operation Event 201, which happened right before the COVID pandemic, right before the first cases of COVID got released, right? So the same players, Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum, Johns Hopkins, Bill Gates, et cetera, they all met to war game this coronavirus. And then lo and, lo and behold, a month later, coronavirus begins. And they said, oh, it was just us wargaming and, and, and practicing something and how weird and coincidental that it just got released. But no, so, so we know that these people, these elites, they wargame uh, what they're about to unleash on the rest of the world. And it's very sophisticated. The World Economic Forum and these same elites have been doing this for years. They do this. That's what they do. So this weekend is a really significant event. It's called Cyber Polygon. And what it is, is they're wargaming a cyber attack throughout the world that they say is going to be 10 times greater the effect than COVID-19 has been on the world as far as its disastrous effects. 
And this it's going to be cyber attacks that are going to break down supply chains, break down whole industries, rail systems, uh, food industries. Of course, they're gearing up to starve us so that we can eat those worms and uh, Bill Gates plant-based meat. Um, but they've been preparing for this for a while. All of these cyber attacks do, um, you know, the cyber attack on the meat industry, the, the cyber attack on the automobile industry, all of these cyber attacks uh, that people think was just, oh, it was just the Russian, this Russian hit group. No, no, no. They have been gearing up for this. They have been false flags planned by these exact same orchestrators so that they could gear us up for this great big cyber attack that they're going to unleash on the world and literally shut down the internet and break down our systems so that we can starve, we don't have power. And of course, it's also that we can be dependent on the government and they can unleash uh, and bring in the great reset that much faster. It's really diabolical. And this weekend, it starts today. They're all meeting to talk about it. Do we know where they're meeting? Um, I think they're meeting in Germany, but I need to double check on that. Um, and we know we, we need to know, recognize that these are the same exact players and these cyber attacks are huge. You know, they keep saying, talking about these ransomware attacks and these cyber attacks, how this is sort of a, the thing of the future. It's not a thing of the future. It's them orchestrating the future. They want us to get used to it and they're priming us up for it. And by the way, who is Klaus Schwab? Who is this guy? Have you ever looked into him? Klaus Schwab is one of the leaders. He's the orchestrator of this great reset and the orchestrator of COVID-19. And if you actually look up this guy, because I've done a lot of deep, deep digs on him, he's an 83-year-old German man who is the founder of the World Economic Forum. And he's, the, he's been on the steering committee of the Bilderberg Group, okay? He's won recently, in 2018, he won the China Reform Friendship Award, which if you don't know what that is, it's the People's Republic of China, an award they give a person who has helped to improve China's status um, and prosperity in the world and their economy in the world. So, and, and not only that, but he's also been knighted by Japan um, and won some sort of uh, big knights awards from Japan, Japan and China. Um, and he goes on and on. You can do a deep dig into him. He's also the found the creator of the book and the author of the book, The Great Reset. He's authored the book, The Fourth, Fourth Industrial Revolution, the book, COVID-19 and the Great Reset, and now he's authoring this next book, which is the Bioengineering Attack. Um, and again, by him authoring these books, it's not just him authoring these books, he's the engineer behind this plan. This, uh, this World Economic Forum, um, they're part of gearing these events up. They're the ones that orchestrate events. He's not just some guy that's like Confucius, that's some psychic that says, hey, we're gonna have this great reset in this future. We're going to have this fourth industrial revolution where we're going to lean off of meat or we're going to be forced into cities. He's not a psychic. He's the engineer of them all, Stu. And, and this isn't like some conspiracy theory where he's just dreaming this stuff up. This hey, isn't well, like I'm going to write a fictional novel of some of some kind for entertainment purposes only. Right. This is and people the, think, oh, it's just this Confucius psychic guy that everything he predicts comes into reality. No, they're the engineers of this. Bill Gates, they're the engineers of this. But guess what? So when, so when they actually have these events, like the Event 201 um, or this event, uh, Cyber Poly Attack, Cyber Polygon, um, what they're really doing is wargaming and practicing. It's a live exercise of what they're about to do to the world, what they're about to do to us. 
And then what they're about to do to us is going to come very soon. It's going to come in a matter of months. That's going to happen as a result of this war gaming and practicing. All right, you guys. So I just wanted to play that. Um, I do believe I placed a link to that video. It's not a super long video, but I just cut it off. It's in the discord. If not, I'll put it there. Um, but you know, just to give you an idea of what's going on with, you know, more information and data, what's going on with Klaus Schwab, uh, you know, I've been, you know, like I used to promote and talk about Robert, Dr. Robert Malone, you know, with the vaccines and how, you know, things that he was saying against it, like Klaus Schwab is like my, the guy that I'm trying to get everybody to focus in on now, because I, I feel as though like we're sort of past the whole vaccine talk, you know, if people don't get it by now, you know, they just, you know, as far as I'm concerned, they're just going to have to get it on their own unless they just come into my sphere of influence or whatever. But I'm not really lending my energy to that conversation anymore because I did that for nine months straight. Um, so Klaus Schwab is that guy, you know, the, the Bilderberger group, right? So he's a part of that. Guys, I highly recommend that you Look up who the Bilderberger group is. As a matter of fact, I'll post some information on that in the Discord under the Cabal as well. Um, there's another one, the Committee of 300, the Council of Foreign Relations, which uh, Michelle Obama is a part of. These are all like groups and secret societies that disperse their will out into the world. And this, all the stuff that they plan is going to happen, right? Because it's all planned out. Like she said, this guy's not Confucius. He's not predicting they're the engineers of our world. And um, this video, guys, was posted back in June. So that's I think it was around June 9th when they had the Cyber Polygon event. You know, I've played videos in the past where Klaus Schwab basically, you know, threatened us and said, hey, there is going to be a cyber attack. And when there's a cyber attack, it's going to COVID-19 is going to pale in comparison to that. And so that that was June. We're now in the mid-November and we can see, you know, what's going on with the food, the gas prices, you know, cargo um, ships being held at bay. This is all orchestrated, you know, so I just wanted to share that, you guys. And that's all I have as far as, you know, reading of articles and sharing of videos. So, guys, yeah, the floor is open. Let's just go crazy. <laughs> I'd love to hear. You know, I wanted to bring something up because you were talking about the Swiss and stuff. Wait. They were talking about the Swiss and stuff, um, and but um, I don't feel like they're gonna mess with the Swiss. And I feel like the moment we start seeing Switzerland, and, um, Sweden, and them start acting so, kind of crazy is is um, when shit's really gonna hit the fan. And I feel like they won't mess with them because that's where all the Swiss bank accounts are. That's where all the rich people are hiding their money, and they're gonna protect that. So I feel like that country is going to be like way ahead of stuff. And like you were saying, like they, they were already prepared for the digital currency. I feel like they're prepared for everything, you know, because that's once again where everybody's money is. And if, if you really think about it, all of their money is stored on a digital platform anyway. So like who's to say like they like, man, I don't know. Like, but I feel like when when Sweden and the Switzerland start getting fucked up, that's when shit's really about to get like Yeah, Elephant, I think you should talk to your dog nicer. Uh, I'm just no, messing she, with you. No, she was, but, she was uh, far away. She, she was not <laughs> I'm just messing with you, brother. I'm messing with you. It's all good. But um, yeah, I, I agree about the Swiss. I'll add another uh, interesting facet of Swiss culture, right? They're all, all the citizens are armed and they live up in the mountains. And if we know anything about military tactics and strategy, those are the least desirable people to mess with, 
when one is an oppressive, uh, toxic, sadistic, sociopathic government. Why? Why is that? Be free. Why is well, that? when you're up in the mountains, it's hard to get the... So, okay, like, look at the Taliban in Afghanistan, right? Um, the Kurds are another group. Uh, you know, form, Kurdistan's not a country, but the Kurds are all up in the mountains, and they're pretty hard to mess with. So, so when, when a free people is up in the mountains and they're armed, it's hard for the oppressors to get all their artillery up there. So what makes for, like, toxic, sadistic war is that oppressors coerce money from taxpayers to buy heavy weapons, right? Heavy weapons are tanks, artillery, helicopters, drones, etc. Light armory, light weapons are like AR-15s, AK-47s, right? The shit that the left tries to scare the shit out of you about. Those are light weapons in, uh, in military tactics and strategy. So when you get a free people who are insisting on their freedom up in the mountains, even though they only have light weapons, they're more easily and readily able to defend themselves against the heavy weapons because the heavy weapons take gas and they take might to get up there to mess with the free people, right? So, so that's my understanding. I'm not a military guy. It's not military advice. <laughs> uh, I'm not a yeah, registered but, military uh, guy. Yeah. But, um, uh, but I know that um, the Swedish and the Switzerland people who live there, they are very meek, you know. They obey uh, whatever the government tells them to do. I know they are very meek people because um, my I have friends who live there, and they are very frustrated with the government. And uh, they they say they complain that um, everyone just falls in line with whatever the government takes to them. So they are also very meek people. So I don't understand why they will be able to. Start okay, so the Swedes the I don't know as much about, but I don't. The, what I was describing were the Swiss. The Swiss are up in the mountains with guns. The Swiss citizens. Um, the Swedes I don't. I think they're a very different culture. I think what you're describing is my understanding of the Swedes as very meek, compliant people. Yeah. Um, but but I know that the Swiss are very much into their. I think I, I'm not sure if they're required to have arms, but but they have a pretty high percentage of people who who are exercising what we understand as the Second Amendment. And they're up in the mountains and they have farms and clean air and water. So they're very um, able to sustain themselves, you know, without like how I live, which is going to work every day and collecting a paycheck and then going to Costco and getting water. Right. Like I'm not very sustainable. So uh, why, why do you sound like um, an, an, an um, intelligent Trump? Why do I sound like what? <laughs> I hear Trump in your voice. I hear Trump in your voice. Trump. <laughs> Yeah, you sound like an intelligent Trump. Oh, an intelli <laughs> intelligent version of Trump. <laughs> intelligent version of oh, okay. Trump. Okay, I guess I'll take that as a compliment. I mean, I'm not a supporter of Trump or Biden, just for the record. I mean, I'm more I, like, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm but... messing with you. You just sound like him. You sound like someone who can really do his voice. Oh, I do do his voice. Actually, I, I do impersonations. Yeah, maybe you're recognizing that. Okay, so here we go. I'll give you Trump, right? So uh, <laughs> the uh, the Swiss are very independent people. I love them very much. They're up there in the mountains. They have their guns. Beautiful women. Let me tell you, the women there are absolutely beautiful. I love their women. Melania always gets mad at me every time we travel there. I just can't keep my hands off them. Uh, and the women love me, obviously, very much. I'm very rich. I'm very smart. <laughs> and, uh, the people, everybody takes me seriously. That's the one thing about me. Nobody's taking Biden seriously. I mean, come on, look at this guy. He's a joke. So uh, I learned. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that it. Was it actually sounded very, very suspicious. It sounded very sus. <laughs> Guys are hilarious. So, okay. Um, now, someone um, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, aren't the Swiss 
consider like Nordic people? Yes, yes no, yes, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let yeah. me let me let me give a different spin on it. So and this doesn't have anything to do with anything racial, guys. I'm just saying, okay? It just is what it is. It's just information. Just do it what you want. Please don't nobody get offended. But those group of people, based upon their history, have these were the people that um, they supposedly came from, like, the tall whites, the alien race or the tall whites, right? So whenever they seen these Swedish people that were tall, lean, you know, ice, blue eyes, blonde hair, this was the was considered like the the um prime race for the hit you know for like the germans and the hitlers of the world right and ironically enough so is klaus schwab so it, it would seem to me as though this would be their um their uh what do you call it? like stronghold for humanity they would want to preserve that race and i think that may tie into the reason why the swiss live a completely different life they have their guns, you know, and things like that. And, you know, they they live pretty carefree. Um, they're not stressed out like the rest of us. And this is why you have like the offshore Swiss bank accounts. And so Sw Switzerland is like, and this is where they have the yearly um, Davos conference, right? And also CERN is on the border of Switzerland. And what is the other country? Somebody help me out here. But so CERN is also out there in that area. Geneva. Well. Huh? France. Yeah, France. Geneva and Switzerland. So it's like in the border, like in between. So all this, you know, high level stuff is going on. And if you go back, you know, like in history and you, you look at the bloodlines and where these 13 bloodlines evolved from, you know what I'm saying? Like, it seems like almost like that, that race of people are the ones that will be once they mechanize and, you know, integrate all of us into artificial intelligence and merges with machines. Which, by the way, guys, COVID-19 stands for, um, if you guys don't already know this, um, Certificate of Vaccination ID. And the 19 stands for AI, which is Artificial Intelligence. So the A um, lines up with the number one, the first letter in the alphabet. And number nine is uh, aligns with the ninth letter in the alphabet, which is the letter I. So COVID-19 stands for COVID, I mean, Certificate of Vaccination Identification AI. That's what that means. So I'm just putting that out there, just, you know, throwing it out, you know, and see if you guys are picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah, yeah. You're not far from the truth. I, I believe what you just said. Um, to add to that, what um, um, Spine Elephant also said, once um, we start seeing um, things messing up in those countries, we should know that time is time is up. Have you guys seen that movie Elysium? Okay, I read an article um yesterday about um jeff bezos who is now a self you know self, you know space explorer or whatever with all the money that he made from us buying off of amazon you know during the, the when everything was shut down during the lockdowns and everything um now he's doing space exploration you know with his with all this money and you know his vision of the future is that earth will be a place that humans visit okay we'll be living and working in outer space somewhere and because earth is so precious and this is what i'm talking about i said this over and over again and i'm gonna stop talking because i know i've been talking a lot you guys i don't really like to do that in my room i like to let everybody else talk but um you know these elites earth is prime real estate out in the you know universe okay and they have taken over and they have literally almost destroyed the whole planet and so now they're like okay well we're gonna go back to outer space 
And Earth is going to become like the Martha's Vineyard, you know, or the Hamptons or, you know, any the Aspens or what, you know, <laughs> name any elite location to buy on the planet. And but Earth is going to become that for them where it'll be like he said, it will be more like a national park that is guarded and protected. And, you know, humans will get to visit Earth for vacations. This is his view of our future. And with that, guys, I'm going to um, go back on mute and open up the. What I found to be an interesting parallel with the video you played um, is that he's writing all these books and it reminds me of, of Hitler. I don't know if you guys know, but he, uh, this is like before he was even the ruler, he wrote a book, like an autobiography about him being the ruler. And it was like all of his uh, anti-Semitic views in it. And it's, it's so interesting because then eventually when he did become, he made everybody buy his book and he sold 2 million copies. But um, just in a, like, you know, it's kind of, uh, I don't know. I just think that. I, I want to remind everyone, though, that the power is still in our hands, you guys. And these people, where they are, is because of us, right? Us supporting, kind of like what Lisa alluded to, like the Amazons, the Walmart, um, you know, the Facebook, for instance, you know, all these uh, social media, the Twitter. We're the ones supporting them. Um, so don't ever forget that the power is in our hand and we can take it back. Um, it's all up to us and I always go back to the banks, for instance, because there's a, they're a huge part of this, right? <laughs> the Federal Reserve is a private entity and we support these banks by banking with them. You know, that's huge. Um, and I'll go back to this and I mentioned it before. As Catherine Austin Fitz, said, right? She has um, several interviews like on rumble.com. She worked with these elites and she, ex she exposed them in what's going on right now. And one of the advice that she gave us is to stop banking with these institutions. Go to a small, you know, start banking with like your credit union or a community bank. You know, we, we have power to change things. So I just want you all to think about that. Hi, everyone. My name is Claudia. Thanks for uh, inviting me up to the Matrix Unveiled. All these beautiful people. Hi, half of them are my fam. Um, hi. Hi, Darren. Oh, you guys. Hey, Josh. Um, and Micah and Brandon. Um, Danette and Lisa, this is such a beautiful room. Um, I wanted to add to Danette's point. You know, she is spot on. And what I wanted to say was, um, it's very simple. You know, when you take your attention away from something, it no longer has your energy. And that's what we need to do. We need to just stop giving them our attention. That's it. In any way that may be, either our money, our food, you know, all these ways that we depend on these systems is us giving them the attention. And by them being able to do that, they're harvesting part of our energy. And that's not okay. And that's part of our freedom and our sovereignty. 
So we really need to get in there a little deeper. It's very, it sounds simple, but it's deep. <laughs> and I just wanted to share that. And I let my You know, the best revenge you can get on somebody is to never think about them again. And they, they kind of touch on this in the movie Coco, where they talk about you have two different deaths, like one death versus your physical death and the other one is your spiritual death. And they even talk about that with the Egyptians and how they build these, these pyramids and stuff like that so that way they can be remembered because the more that somebody remembers you, that's how you live in that second life. And so like, if you forget about somebody, you don't give them your energy or currency, then you don't give them that energy. And that's also what money is. Money is called currency for a reason. We give money the energy, we give it the currency. So whatever we put that currency towards, that's what will grow you know and that's how they that's literally how they're manipulating us and specifically in the u.s the dollar bill has that all-seeing eye on the top of that pyramid it's our mind control we give it we give the dollar that value you know instead of that bartering and then instead of it bar backed by gold even we give it a, synth a synthetic value so just adding uh, brandon I, I would like to touch on it if it's possible um thanks for having me guys and that's really the whole, not to bring it back to the Bitcoin topic, but that's what interested me into Bitcoin. There's other crypto, but um, just the grandfather of it all in terms of uh, the first cryptocurrency, it, it was really revolutionary because it took away, it meant to take away that um oversight and kind of that ruling thumb, right? So when we're talking about this new world we're about to, or this new system, whatever you want to say, this new paradigm, whatever you want to call it, that we're in right now, not even just stepping into, but we're in it right now, um, how utilizing our own power, right? So right, like Claudine said, if we take our attention away, well, we still have to put it somewhere, Right. So you can't just t remove your attention from something without putting it somewhere because that's just not how things work. So it's really what we now that we know we have control of our person. And, you know, this is debatable, I guess, with amongst some people. But, you know, that's what really uh, this, I'm excited to see where this new age of crypto and digital currency is going. And not to even touch back on the topic, too, of the social credit. I don't know if I'm the only person, but I kind of like the idea of social credit. I'm not sure about the transparency and the, the big brother eye on it type of thing, but I do like the idea of social currency. So that's just my little tidbit. Thanks. Okay, I want to touch on what I just want to touch on what you said really quick regarding the social credit. We already have that type of system when you think about the Experian the um you know those transunion those those are credit scores as well um the social credit is just another step that is way more i don't think i don't think that's a good idea and i think you need to dig deeper um and look into that some more because as far as credit we already have that system so this is not so something you're absolutely right and i'm so sorry to cut you off but i just want i don't i didn't want this to derail but i want to jump in right after you're done because i hear what you're saying but even no, I'm just good. you can a, go ahead thank you so even just on a so the system you're talking about where as far as where we have 
these credit uh, bureaus who monitor our social credit score, if that's even what you would like to call it, I think I would agree too. Um, because you have this system that's set up where the companies are judging you basically on how well you pay your bills. That's basically what they do. But if we're decentralizing that, right, like kind of how we're decentralizing our financial system, um, if we're decentralized or if we're looking at it in a decentralized type of way, then the, the, the power of utilizing your social credit doesn't just lie within the businesses or uh, you know, organizations that are attached to the credit bureaus, but it actually can work on a, a micro level within smaller socioeconomic uh, places in various parts of the world, obviously, but specifically, I mean, even just where we're living at in the United States, um, creating s- small groups within the areas that you live in, for example. And I don't know if anybody's ever seen the Black Mirror episode that was kind of uh, a play on what the social credit would look like. It was kind of like people are, you know, really kind of giving you like a thumbs up, which is like five points or something like that. You know, this is little tedious things. But so I I hear what you're saying as far as where we do get judged now. Um, But even just for little things, picking up trash and just doing good deeds. You know what I mean? Like we shouldn't have to be rewarded, but um, I just think about it in terms of making society better. And if, if people have to be bribed to be good people, that's the kind of way I was going about that. But I do hear. Oh my God, Kay, you're scaring me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Because, like, I thought that everybody would, you know, from a psychological perspective, be against this, right? Because here's the thing. To understand human nature is to know that we're all capable of really good and really bad things. And that's, you know, the nature of humanity is that, you know, that spectrum, that duality exists, right? And, you um, you know, generally good people don't need to be told, you know, to be good people. And even those people will slip up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, are you the type of person that, you know, if there's like a traffic jam and there's one car that needs to be let out, you know, they're not going to be let out because, you know, they're trying to get onto the road. Will you be the person that lets them out? Or will you just be the person that goes by and not let them out? See, I'm a good person, you know, and I will let that person out. You know, my daughter be like, mm, I'm going. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not saying she's not a good person, but should somebody be judged by that? Like, this is just opening up a gate for us to be super micromanaged, you know, like, and so it could even come down to like what we're dealing with censorship, right? On, you know, the whole like vax issue. Um, you know, I've, you know, I, I just stopped going on Facebook because people and I, I were, I was not friending people left and right people have unfriended me, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. But it's like, if you don't belong to this, this so-called class of people and you're not going with the status quo and I'm a free outside of the box sort of thinker that scares the crap out of me that anyone would think that this was a good idea because that's just like, we need to be herded as human beings to be told what to do, how to do it. And if you affiliate with somebody that could be a family member, you know what I mean? It could be a loved one. It could be a child that, you know, maybe, um, you know, is not the best citizen in the world, but that's your child. Like, is that to me, that's too, um, like, clinical. You know what I mean? It's, it's not allowing for 
people to be human beings and not be in, you know, like allowed to make certain character mistakes or whatever. If that's just their character, that's their character. We're able to separate, you know, um, some people from their bad deeds as long as they're not out, you know, killing, stealing, raping, you know, that kind of stuff. But, you know, maybe they're, you know, just not the most social person. I don't know. That just scares me that um, that anyone would think that a social credit system would be okay in America because in China, they're already doing this. And, you know, there's like, I played that video as well in one of my rooms. And, you know, most of the people in the room was just like, yeah, no, um, but <clears throat> they don't see a problem with it. But if you look at it from their perspective, they've always been a part of a communist system. So it doesn't seem that, you know, you know, off from what they're already accustomed to doing, like biometrics, you know, you're being watched in the streets, you know, like if you jaywalk, I mean, I just think that's just way too much control. That's my thoughts. You know, that kind I'd of like to speak on that. What you guys are talking about with the, um, like with the social credit system, that reminds me of that movie free guy and how, like when he said, like he had to level up, but he didn't want to do bad things. So he just started doing nice things and he was leveling up and he started, get, he started getting so much notice for it because that was out of the norm for people to do nice things just regularly, you know? So I think that that's something to also pay attention to. Like, what are we getting to the point where like, where like it's out of the normal for people to just say hi to people. Cause it, it kind of is getting to like that. Now, if you look at somebody and just, just say hi to them, they kind of look at you weird. Whereas back when I was growing up, that was normal to do, you know? So I think that, I think that that's, that's something like interesting that Kay brought up and as well as what you said too, cause I don't really want them to micromanage me like that. But at the same time, I feel like people need to do better, you know, but they shouldn't be forced to do so. So it's almost like, how do you get them to be better people? But isn't that the beauty, you know what I'm saying, of humanity is our differences. You know, what fun would it be if everything was predictable? That is a part of the human experience, you know what I'm saying, is having the plethora of all of that. That is what makes us unique. And it just seems to me like they're trying to turn us into robots and into artificial intelligence so that we are easily managed, you know? I don't know, guys. That's just my thought. Yeah, it's a, that's a fun thing. Um... I have uh, friends in Norway, uh, and I, I do music out there. In Norway, and they're the nicest people, I'll tell you. Norwegians are just absolutely the nicest people. But out in the public domain, on the public bus or sitting next to each other at a restaurant, if you say hi or interact, they act like that. It's weird. Uh, they get weirded out, and they're very like standoffish and look at you rude. But they function as a happy society, so... If that is an implementation, you know, that they're doing uh, to bring us to that psychological standpoint, I believe that there's still, you know, uh, uh, it, it's always balance, you know, society be in the world, not of it. I know like it's said a lot here, but it, it's really remember that, you know, even if that's the way the conscious goes, that doesn't mean that everybody is going to turn into being just bad people at their core, you know. So I just found that a fun fact because Norwegians, I mean, they're just they're really, really great people, but don't talk to them. If you don't, if you don't know them, you know, in the public, so. Yeah, see, I function very well in that society because I never met a stranger. You know what I mean? I think you can make someone's day, you know, by smiling at them, giving them a compliment, you know, saying hi. Strangers often talk to me when I'm out and about in the stores because I have a welcoming presence. You know what I mean? And but some days I may not be that way, but you know, ninety percent of the time, that's who I am, and. 
I like that that interaction with human beings. I just think that's really strange and really odd. But yeah, guys, the, the floor is open. And guys, really quick reset. You know, if you're not following the club, make sure you follow the club. Click the little greenhouse at the top. Um, also, follow the Discord. That's the link at the top. I post a lot of information there. We are building a community, you know, and in that community, we talk a lot about things here on Clubhouse. But this is where we get to get a little bit more intimate. We, you know, have different solutions. You know, there's a teaching flat platform that's evolving, you know, in the Discord. Um, so, guys, definitely plug in and check that out. If you're not already following myself, make sure you give me a follow. Turn the bell on to my name by always. That way, anytime that I create a room and I start a room, you guys will be notified. Or if I'm in a room, it'll show up in your hallway because you're following me and you have the bell turned on to always. Please make sure you follow all of my moderators on the stage. Follow Danette. The Spine Elephant, Brandon, follow Marianne, Dr. Lynn, um, uh, Running Wolf, you know, follow all them because these guys are always in amazing rooms and they always create amazing spaces as well. So I just wanted to do that really quick reset, guys. So I kind of just want to go back to the basics and just pose a question. Um, when you guys think about it, when we were brought here on Earth, we were brought here to be free right free everything including water that they decided to poison and then put bottled water <laughs> put bottled water um or put water in a bottle and sell it to us right how i mean how genius is that <laughs> because no one ever thought about how how genius and how uh how wh what's the other word it's it's diabolical as well because water is free right um, you think about supplements, right? What did they do? They created synthetic uh, drugs um, from those same supplements and gave it to us. So you think about all these things, how these people created, how they turned everything that was free into what it is right now, where they're in control. So I, I just want, you know, and this goes back to the social credit system, you know, when you think about it, I was not brought here to be controlled and I refuse to be controlled by anyone. I know what's right and what's wrong. And I do not need any hierarchy to tell me or put in place. What is it that I am going to do? All this shit will be dismantled. And uh, I, I hate to say it, including right now and, and this I'm passionate about this shit because this is just so wrong on many level. And for anyone to sit here and think that this shit is okay, it is not. I think what this is teaching me, and I think a lot of people are now realizing that the best thing to do is to go back to the basics, right? And that means, you know, even going to the doctor, I refuse to, I don't trust the Western medical system anymore right i am going to start seeing as a matter of fact i've been doing that for two years now a naturalist right the supplements growing your own food go support the farmer's market let's go back to the basics because we see where this got us and again we cannot forget that all this we can control because we are the ones who put them in the positions that they are in right now. And I think the moment that you realize how much power that you have, more than these people do, which is why they're trying to turn us into transhuman, 
because it's so little of them. It's like 1% of them and there's billions of us. And that's the only way that they can, they, they'll be able to, you know, go through with this control that they're trying to, um, that they're trying to have over us. So. That's what we should have our intention is what do we want as a community together? What do we want for ourselves individualistically? You know, the energy needs to go within. And so that way it can flow out. And that way we can build on what we truly, truly want. I totally agree. Um, I'm clicking right now. I'm sorry. I'm uh, jumping in and out. But I think that was Claudia that was just speaking. And I was going to bring it back to what she said about um, attention, giving your attention to things. So everything that Danette said um, is absolutely correct. Um, I haven't been to, I, I literally only go to the doctor once a year just because. Um, but other than that, I don't do the doctor, hospitals, none of that. Um, I work for organization that we're actually implementing these like things that people are talking about, you know, on Clubhouse and other social media platforms. So in, in our smaller communities, again, bringing it back to the decentralized, doing your own thing, um, working within your community is really important. So even when it comes to just civics, right? So not even engaging in a political party at all, but just knowing what voting is, knowing what offices are up for elections, stuff like that. I just did a voter initiative because we had our uh, elections here on November 2nd. We usually have 12 people come out. We had 150 out of like 400 people who are in the district. So it was a great turnout for us and we want to keep it going. We have another one coming up in May. So everything that people are talking about, you know, we're in our smaller communities, we're doing the work. Like we can talk about a lot of these things and a lot of it comes out of fear when we when we discuss it. But when you get into the practicality part, I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you guys do things on your own um, within your communities as well. So, you know, just really remembering in your mind that if you if this is not something you want to give your attention to, don't pay attention. I don't pay attention to media. I'm a journalist and I don't pay attention to mainstream media. Like I do my own media. It's not. It's not something that has to be shown uh, 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 nationally, you know what I mean? Because it's for the city. So it's, it's, it's all about what, you're, what, we, what we're implementing now on our individual local levels and what we can do. Because honestly, the social credit system, again, not even to go back onto the topic, but um, it's not as, I don't look at it as fearful. Um, people already go, like Danette said, we already go by a social credit system out even outside of the credit bureaus. Our kids, if your kids go to public school or private school or school in general, your kids are getting rewarded based on their behavior, based on the way they follow directions. Social credit is happening. It's just that we don't, we're not getting perks, right? So even when you when you're uh, uh, when you racked up your frequent flyer miles, right? Like that's a social credit system too. They give you shit. We're just on, we're just not operating in our in our so smaller economies uh, in a way that we can really see the the effect of something. This is just my opinion, but when we put it on a on a really small level, um, the idea of a social credit is interesting to me. That was all. I'm not saying it should be implemented, but I'm just saying that it's interesting when you take it to a smaller level and you take government out of. But Kay, check this out. It, I, when I think of that, in addition to, you know, what we already talked about, like in Black Mirror and what's already happening in China, um, just think about just social media, right? 
So in order for you to be, you know, to get your credit system up or your, you know, your social credit up, that would require people to engage in social media. Some people don't, you don't want to be on social media. I have friends that are not really on there. They may have an account and they may post, you know, every now and again, or they may just be like, um, you know, people that just, they're on there every day, but you'll never know it because they're just in the background lurking, you know? Um, but then like you get all your Instagram people, right? Um, all your TikTokers, all your, you know, um, Twitter people, you know, that um, myself, I participate here a lot, you know, so you get those people that get scores for likes or followers or whatever. And then you have the other people that won't even get to participate in that. And then you got all these people that are just taking pictures. And because they're quote unquote influencers, they're getting points for that. I, I just don't think that's fair because a lot of those people are not even really living the lies that they're portraying on the internet. They're not real organic people. These are just snap, you know, snippets. Like their whole life is based around, I'm gonna go get this outfit so I can post this. I'm gonna, you know, get my hair done so I can get online and do this and that. And they're not really living their lives. They're like, I'm gonna drive down to this hotel. Like their whole life is based around showing off what they um, are not really doing, but they're doing it just for the gram. You know what I mean? That's not really living, you know? And so those people would be ranked higher on a social credit scale because they have a, a quote unquote influence and they may not really have any influence. Some of those people got roaches in their houses. You know what I'm saying? Some of those people living off of section eight, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so these people will have more social credit because they have, you know, a certain image online, you know? And I, I just think that it's really, treading into super dangerous territory to you know i just so think yeah that. i hear you i that you have you bring can up I, some can really i say something points. real quick hold on let her yeah go. let, let her me go. just say this one second you bring okay. up some really great points right so i the whole social so what you're describing is more based on like social media but social in general is and i'm just going to explain the black mirror episode because that's what made me even consider like the idea because it sounds weird like social credit people have to monitor me that's where brandon was talking about you know the whole like it are like how what people are looking in on you physically you know what i mean like this whole plugged into you type of thing but outside of that the idea was interesting because in the episode this lady was in uh she had to go to the airport she had to catch a flight and she needed to like catch this flight not be not it be delayed and she or or she had to catch another flight after that because she missed it she needed to get on that flight well she got there too late and the lady told her that she got there too late and the lady asked for another flight she said there was no other flight she said i need to get on the flight it's right there can i just walk on so then they got into like a an exchange so the lady was like can you calm down she was like yeah and then she got louder and then the lady pulled out her phone she was like oh i'm gonna have to take like four points like four points from you because you're just getting loud and I'm going to remove you. So she ended up and what uh, what happened was other people were watching. So this was the this is where where what you were saying comes in to me because you're talking about other people um having this false opinion basically about people who can portray their life in a certain way. So there were people gathered around, you know, they're in the airport and they were looking at the altercation and other people started pulling up her file and deducting points as well. 
So it was crazy because her points went down and there was a whole, there, it, it was a whole thing that it rolled into because it affects other things. Like she couldn't, she couldn't uh, appeal it for like three days. It had to whatever. And it was just a few things, but in, in the general idea of someone being able to pull up a, pull up an app or, that everyone has, and this is a decentralized thing. So it's not based on the government. It's literally, and this is what you were saying as far as for maybe a social, but the idea of it is interesting. Like I said, just to me, but it would have to, if it was implemented, obviously it would have to be something that everybody would agree on. And if everybody doesn't agree on it, then it is what it is. But there were other things that were playing into factors besides the social media aspect of it. It was like a real social like person. You see people, you know, she was able to get a free donut and she gave the guy five points that worked at Starbucks or whatever. So it was, it was a personal thing. It wasn't so much of a social media thing, but what you said is interesting because that does play a factor into it too. Cause we can't erase social media. Was there yeah, somebody that wanted to go? I wanted to chime in. Oh, sorry. Yes, it, it was me. I wanted to say something real quick. No, okay, got Carly. your time, Carlito. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I was just going to say, I worked at Fuya with the Chinese. And so, like, I got a lot of experience with actually seeing how that uh, social credit thing works. And they are terrified, like, literally, of doing anything to speak in their mind. It's like they're literally in a controlled uh, environment where they can't say anything. And it got so bad to the point where uh, they were speaking with the Americans that uh, they wanted them to stop talking to us or they started getting pointed for that. They have it where if you're on a train and you have a, a, a altercation with the police or something, that affects your credit score. So you can't get a card and just all kinds of things. And it's like, yes, we're in a, a social credit thing right now, but it's like this is their goal to work us up to this so we can get used to it. That's the whole game to get us used to playing the game and then get us deeper and deeper into being into bondage. But yeah, they were terrified and they pretty much couldn't think for themselves in fear of losing everything that they had. It even went so far when we tried to get a union that it was blocked by the head, the uh, owner of the company. There's even a, a documentary on Netflix where they probably, I heard they took it down because it was exposing so much that was happening with the Chinese operating over here in the United States. And uh, when the union, they didn't want the union because of the American citizens. They actually did not want the Chinese learning union laws because they have to return back to China after their work visas were expired. And they didn't want them taking all of that back there and causing a ruckus in China. And, uh, and see, Carlito, you said, where were you located when you were working with them? Uh, Dayton, Ohio. Fuya Glass of America. So they have that going on in the United States already, you're saying? Yes, they have five different factories already. All of this has been going on in uh, Barack Obama and Biden was behind them even opening this company and they said that they was going to give it back to the United States. But after they got in, they did so many things. They uh, the, the Americans in there have no choice. They're treated bad. I've seen women made to screw up things off of the floor. Like This stuff is really happening. Like, it's really going down, and I've seen it with my own eyes. I worked, I've seen people get cut. I've seen them cover up things. I've, people got killed in there, smashed by glass, and they just put a sheet over them and kept everybody working. Like, it's really horrible. Like, people have no idea what's really And to what, Carl 
I, I just want to say real quickly, Lisa, to what Carlita just said, when you think about it, to these people that are trying to implement this system, right? They're on the very top. <laughs> they're the child traffickers. They're the killers. They're like the worst people in the world to literally try to, you know, you know, just, just put in this, whatever this social credit or determine what's right or what's wrong with us. Think about that. It, it, it's pathetic. If, if you guys did your deep dive on who these people really are, you will see how corrupt and just sick they are for them to even try and, you know, just do this for society. You know what? That's so, that's the ironic part about all of this is that how demonic these individuals are. And the thing is that, you know, the, the rules are for thee and not for me is sort of like their, their motto. Right. And like you said, these are the people that are killing mercilessly that are, you know, um, harming children that are running these, um, you know, organ harvesting rings, these sex trafficking rings. And you know what I mean? And then they're telling you that you can't even be, you know, human. And my phone was ringing and it just, I had to end the call. So it just threw off my thought because it's something that you said that I really wanted to build on. Um, but it's just, yeah, it, that's a great point. It's really interesting that these, um, you know, these individuals are the ones that are trying, oh, I know what I was going to say. So when you factor in the metaverse, right, and you add the movie surrogates to it, right, and then you, the movie Minority Report with Tom Cruise and Precogs, that's, that's what, to me, the social credit system leads to. You're going to be so limited in your movements and every movement that you make will be calculated. You know, once they finish rolling out this 5G, they've already got everybody's biometrics, which is like your facial, you know, our facial recognition data, because we've posted so many images using filters on snapchat you know what i'm saying so many different everybody get your angles you know this that and the third on social media me being one of them i'm not pointing any fingers i participated as well so all of our biometrics are already there and it's you know that's what so you know all these big platforms about is big data collecting your data so we think it's free but you know what i'm saying we're utilizing it but it's not now we're gonna have to pay for that so once they connect all that up together as you're walking through the streets they're going to be able to find you. And this is exactly how Minority Report was. So now you're on the train. These people are scared to death. You can't look to the left, look to the right. You can't step. You can't, <laughs> if you about to choke on your own spit, like I just did, if you try to spit that out in the street somewhere, that's going to be something that, you know, or once they really get into your mind and your behaviors, which they already do, but they're just going to take it to another level, they'll then be able to determine, you know, what they call pre-crimes, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, oh, you thought about this. You know, we could tell by X, Y, and Z behaviors, your algorithms. You know, this is what is so scary about it. So, you know, all those things were seen to be like sci-fi and very futuristic. And really, they were not that long ago because the surrogates movie was created in 2014. That was seven years ago. And I forget when the Minority Report movie came out. But I went and rewatched surrogates. That's why I know the date. Um, I haven't rewatched the Minority Report yet. But um, that all ties into it. So, you know, you're right, Danette. They, they're just, this is about controlling the cattle. And that's exactly what we are. We're just energy to them. And they just utilize us however they want to. 
And I don't, I don't know why people cannot wake up to this. You know, I just, I, it just baffles me that some of the most smartest people in the world can't see that this, this is happening. You know what I mean? So that's it guys. That's all. Hey, thanks. Um, Lisa, I just wanted to chime in real quick. So I did a room not too long ago on digital IDs because that's kind of going to be in swing, I think, soon in 2022. And these digital driver's licenses are going to have kind of a phased, um, this is, and let me just caveat to say again, this is like my understanding of it just from the little bit of research and just from the feedback um, that I receive in, in room. So take it, you know, use your own discernment. <laughs> Um, but with that being said, um, the digital driver's licenses will be at some point, like what the full rollout would look like is it would be able with a scan simply to um, um, show your medical, your health records, vaccine records, financial reports, credit scores, travel records, your taxes, vehicle registration, um, spending, what you're spending your money on voting, um, sex offender status, licenses and permits of all kinds, dietary preferences. That's interesting. Outstanding parking fines and fees, background checks, rewards programs, as well as social credit scoring. This is, um, so yeah, that's, and just to kind of move into that um, aspect of it, there's like a there's kind of this, this notion that like, yeah, they're being private, <laughs> um, is kind of a thing in the past, I would say, I mean, the surveillance piece is going to happen, but outside of all of that though, um, what we're being, I guess, forced into, which is, you know, I would embrace is the fact that all of these systems that are so corrupt are going to make individuals that kind of value their sovereignty, um, connect and, and begin to be less dependent on these systems. We were born into something that, you know, we kind of were raised in thinking is normal, right? The, the working all day from morning till night, um, essentially having to, uh, you know, come home exhausted and prepare for the following day. And, you know, it, it's like, there's nothing normal about that and that money is getting all funneled up and it's creating the separation between the elite and the non-elite and um so as we're watching these systems like like there's this wrecking ball this is kind of my analogy that i like to to use is like this wrecking ball is fear and our free will in every now moment is whether or not we're going to try to stop this wrecking ball, but as we hold on to it, that's all that is controlled, right? Um, we cannot be controlled. What can be controlled is if we're attaching ourselves to this fear, fear of scarcity, fear of, um, you know, starvation or fear of, uh, you know, any, any of the, the, all the things that are happening right now, but I'm watching the healthcare systems and stuff like that eventually there i feel like all of these corrupt systems are going to fall and we are going to have to kind of come together and build up what we would find to be um new systems that are under a conscious lens and so with that being said you know i just feel like um we just are if we're kind of aware um of our own attachment to 
the past just because it's more known um, and where the fear can also be of the uncertainty. Um, but, you know, kind of piggybacking off of what um, Claudia was saying earlier and Danetta is that, you know, our, like, the, the, only, um, the only thing that we can control is what, how we move through this. Moving through this is kind of an opportunity to recreate something beautiful. And I know that that seems far-fetched to a lot of people and it can rub people the wrong way. But I say that with my heart and all sincerity, like, it's going to be okay. Yeah, if they do move into these systems, there's going to be a point at which um, it isn't like, I, it, it won't, you know, it'll be annoying that we would be watched and all that stuff because of the technology and the cameras and all of that. But in essence, it's like fearing anything that's going to come is going to give it the attention it needs to manifest. Um, and I, you know, would just say that like, in the now moment, just there's always love available. Choose that. So with that, I yield. Can I, can I say something? Uh, this is patience. Sure, love. Go ahead. First, I just want to say thank you so much for having this room. Hello to all the moderators. Such a great idea because uh, this is happening at warp speed. Unfortunately, I, I don't think I'm a little bit more cynical than, um, than, than Marianne. Unfortunately, uh, I tend to be a realist, um, not a fatalist, but I'm going to sound like a fatalist. I, I think this went on to warp speed with the, in 2002, and uh, they got to practice on airports and practice on TSA officers. So when that was established in 2002, they made the whole airport a situation where they, there was, it was their experiment, starting with the officers and then starting with facial recognition, and then taking it into, you know, and then slowly normalizing it and making everybody used to it. Like Edward Snowden said, a really quick interview with him, uh, one of the interviewers asked him when he came out with that we were all being surveyed, surveillance was being done on us. He's, the interviewer said, uh, what's your fear? What's your fear about all this coming out and telling people, telling the world this, this is so dangerous to do as a whistleblower. And he said that people won't care. That, that's my fear, that people won't care. And it happened. His fear happened. People went back and they just kind of got apathetic about it. Boring. Boring stuff. And uh, to some it's boring. But I think some people will be okay and some people will be far, far from okay. And, you know, if you look around, I mean, this is all psychological warfare that one of the, many of the intelligence agencies, one in general, promotes. You might have heard the little see something, say something slogan. Just, uh-oh. Just to put us all in fear. Fear. A perpetual state of fear. That's what they want. Because so, when, you when you're in fear, you can't make, you can't make intelligent decisions. You are in free fall. And so that's exactly where they want us and that's where we are and I think a lot of people aren't focusing enough on the transhumanism aspect and um, and even looking up in the sky if people get some binoculars check out what the stars look like and I did a couple weeks ago and they're not stars so um, up close you know I saw them up close and they're not stars but I, I urge people to check out get some binoculars and check out the 
what appear to be stars. Sometimes some, some of them blink, but they're not blinking stars. It's like of some kind of a Morse code. So, um, and the moon, too. The moon is uh, incredibly unusual, hanging low, and it definitely doesn't look like the moon that I remember when, when I was younger. But with that, I'll, I'll yield my mic. Thanks for letting me speak, and it's a great... Yeah, I, I would just chime in on, on that. I, I've recognized that the stars that we see aren't stars for, I'll say, probably once I got activated, maybe the last four years, I can look at the stars outside my window. I see them moving. I see them going up into the sky and then coming back. They're, they're like a lot of crafts that I see out there. And with the moon as well, I, I see like literally like... Um, violet ray energy coming from the moon um many um hi uh, my name is Tatiana. i'd just like to add um for before he just spoke the girl um that was talking her or orwelline I, I was just writing down as you guys were all talking and i don't know i was just having a conversation with my friend uh about everything that you guys are speaking on because i just see the world in such a different like lens and one thing that she said fear you can't make intelligent decisions and I think that that is so powerful because, you know, as a young person, um, they think that we're dumb. They we're not powerful enough to make our own decisions, especially especially risky ones. Right. About like how you can gain your power back. See, this is why people say that knowledge is power and, you know, power is knowledge, because it really is. It doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter what kind of experience you've had how much knowledge you have on, on like certain important aspects of life it matters right if they if they if people like right um i was thinking of this quote that i was reading within my class and i don't know if you heard of the book uh invisible man a very very famous book by ralph ellison and i read it back in the eighth grade and now we're reading again in 12th grade and i just find it crazy because you know that book was from so long ago yet it's very relevant to today's time right uh, one of the quotes in the beginning of the book of uh, the main character's grandfather before he died, I, I don't remember exactly how it went, but he said, um, you can't live your life in the mouth of a lion. And I think that's that's so real. Another quote he said was, um, dang, what he say? <laughs> I, I lost my train of thought there. Oh, 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 um, be right before his die, his last words were, you know, I can't, uh, I wish I didn't put my sword down. And, and I, I encourage you, he's basically saying like he encourages his grandson to spread the truth. And especially because, you know, the book is based, based off a black man and about like the early 1900s, I don't remember the exact time. And, he, you know, his grandfather was telling him, you know, speak the truth, especially to the young, especially to, to the people that are going to be the future, right? So I just find it interesting, this, this topic, this conversation, because I'm constantly thinking about my future. I'm constantly thinking about the life that I want to have for myself, the life that I want to have for my cats, the kind of life I want to have for my family. Like, you know, it all matters to me. But it's like, what am I going to do for right now about that, right? What kind of, if I want to see a change, I have to be that change. I have to be the one to, to make something happen. I can't rely on someone else to do it for me because that's what they want you to do. They, you know, you see, you, see, you see an issue in your street and you say, okay, some, somebody else will do it. You know, someone will call, but it continues to sit there, right? Or like your trash is not getting picked up. You know, continue to sit there. But until you make that call, okay, my, my trash hasn't been picked up all day. Or I mean, for this past week, like what's going on? And that's happening in these days of time, right? People are scared. People are scared to to spread the truth, to spread knowledge, especially at a young age. Like, you know, because 
like I could be banned from this app. I can be like people can go on my page and and report me. Like I, I'm putting myself out there when whenever I'm speaking the truth, especially on such like a big platform like Clubhouse. But that's why I'm ever so grateful for it because I've always been I every single day like within these past at least two weeks I can say I've been on this app at least once. Whether I'm listening while I'm working on a project in my art class or I don't know. They say I can't have my AirPods in, but <laughs> I still be listening. <laughs> Because it's real conversation, it's knowledge, right? I'm trying to learn about other people's perspectives. And I'm like, wow, there's people that think like me. There's, I'm not alone. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not like just some sheep to the society. Like, my, my, what I'm speaking is real. What I'm feeling is real. And so many other people are. Like, it's the collective consciousness. That's what, that's what people don't get. Like, we, yes, you can make power as an individual. But when you make the power as a people, they can't stop you. They can't, especially as a young, as young people of color too. We are the future. Our they they've already stripped so much from our generations and generations and generations ago. So okay, what am I gonna do about that? How is my legacy going to be made? Right? Like, what kind of name am I gonna leave on this earth? I feel like you know we're all thinking about the kind of lives we want, the kind of things that we see online, you know, things of that matter, but we're not seeing the bigger picture. We're not seeing the truth to it all. Like we're not understanding, okay, who, who put this, this law in place? Even when it comes to local politics, I know, I know about politics. Okay. My mom, my mom, she's literally run for school committee. She's run for a city councilor twice. Okay. And as a black woman, it's real hard to even just put yourself in that kind of position. But you know what? She did it and she didn't win. But you know what? It's it's it showed me so much. It taught me about the kind of person I want to be. Do I want to be a girl who who's gonna go into a nine to five job? Like I used to work as a host um at a restaurant. Do I wanna like become a host and then become a waitress and then become a manager and then that be my life? No. I want to do more. I want to help people. I want to like speak the truth. I want to, I want to get my, my, my voice out there and let people know, but you know, like we're all talking about the metaverse. We're talking about like social credit. They're going to take that away from me. They're going to take that away or, well, well, actually they can never take away my power. That's one thing. Like I'm going to continue to manifest that and, and, you know, like affirm that like my, my truth is my truth, but you know, it only comes to a certain point where I can do so much. I'm only one person, right? And, you know, I, I don't know where I envision myself within the next year, right? Because we're talking about the way, I don't know, we're, we're talking about like the way people grown up. So what are they teaching us as kids? Now I'm 17 years old and I'm like, every single life, every, every, every single like step that I've made in my entire life has led me to this very moment. And what does that say? You know, as someone who loves like community service before COVID, I, I have 200 hours of community service out right now because I love like engaging with people. I love conversation. I love making a difference and an impact on even one person's life. Right. It's like, what kind of truth am I living? Like, am, am I going to continue to walk down the street and see all these homeless people or even, you know, people addicted to drugs? Because that's real, especially in my city. And it's worse out there. So am I going to be a slave? Am I going to be ignorant and just let this continue to go on? Or am I going to be the one who's going to help these people, who's going to get them in, in these new brand new buildings that they're gentrifying? Because instead of putting these people on the street who are hungry, who are who are dying, who are who are, who are thirsty for water, which is an essential need as people that we like, we're 70 percent water. So why can't I like it's crazy. Um, And it's like, you know, I, I just I don't want to continue to see these people suffer, right? We, we, we all deserve the same rights, the same benefits. I'm very grateful because I have my own house. I have my own room. And, you know, my brother's in college 
and my, my sister's about to have a baby. Like I have a big family and I'm very grateful for that. But there's women out here like me or there's men, there's everybody who who don't get that, who who don't who don't like, you know, they, they don't they don't have families. They've been in and out the foster system or, you know, now 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 the life like they, when they turn 18, especially like they got to figure out for themselves. Like who like what kind of society is that? Like, why don't we give people basic human rights? And there's there's plenty of answers to the questions that I'm saying. But it's like, am I going to continue to ask them, or am I going to if I'm going to make an action on it, right? It's like, if if I start if I continue to expand my knowledge and I continue to spread my truth and I continue like it's going to become habit. It's going to be part of my day life, and they can't stop me. They can't stop me because I'm going to get to a certain point where I'm going to be so powerful that not I'm not going to change just one, two, three. I'm going to change like an entire world of people out there that I don't even know, right? One conversation can say so much. One, like people were talking about, and I, I think in this room or someone else, like a smile, it does so much. Like your mood, you know, your impact that you make on yourself and then how you make on the world and the kind of people that you associate yourself with that actually matters. I go to school every single day. Well, you know, five five days a week, and I, I barely talk to some of the people at my school. Like I'm cool with everybody. I'm class president, and you know, I'm up on my grades. Like I, I'm making like a life for myself. But at the same time, I, it's just crazy because I, I I can only have these kind of conversations with people over Clubhouse or some in like like people that think like me in my school, but which is very, very small, right? My friends are going to college next year. My friend is about to get into MIT, one of the best known schools in the nation where important people went. Like, I'm so proud of him, but I just know that the kind of life he's gonna have, he's gonna be another one in the system, right? He wants to become an engineer and I fully support that, but it's like, what is that gonna do? Are we just gonna continue to make this met like this metaverse is real? Like kids are brainwashed. People are not aware of like the kind of life. I'm sorry, I know I've been talking for a long time and I just I've just been writing like so much down when you guys were all speaking and just within within like going in these clubs because you know, they kill people like Dr. Sebi, like people that like made <laughs> He cured AIDS, right? He cured AIDS, but you know what they did? And, and he, he spread the truth on like the food system and like a vegan diet and alkaline food and alkaline water. He spread the truth on that. He cured AIDS and look at what they did to him. Look at what they do to everybody that speaks the truth. And it's only going to get worse, especially after COVID. That's why I've taken the time to like, you know, get more into a plant-based diet. I'm not fully vegan, but I am vegetarian. So, you know, I've been for a long time now and I'm very proud of that because I see the truth. I, I see how messed up this system is. I see what they do to animals. Like, I couldn't imagine what they do to pigs and chickens, what they do, like, the things that they do to all these animals, like, to my cats. Like, um, they're, they're laying right in front of me and I love them. But, like, like there's stray cats out there who die, you know, just on the street or get who get eaten. Or, you know, it's, it's just crazy. Um, Yeah, it just goes so much deeper when it goes to, like, all the systems, the capitalist society, oil, like, the the um, the um banking system. Like, this pharmaceutical industry is crazy. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Tatiana. You are very, very bright. Very bright young lady. Mm -hmm. I um, said that. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're a very bright young lady. You're delving the questions and asking, you know, and so you don't you don't have to be fearful about your future. 
You know, you just have to find your tribe and you can still be friends with your friend that goes to MIT because even when they're in the system, sometimes people, you know, they will wake up. I've been in the system, you know, a lot of people in this room have. So it's just about finding your tribe and following your heart and staying true to who you are. And, you know, listen, guys, I know that when we present this information, just to do a really quick reset of the room, you guys, um, it's not ever from my perspective to bring doom or gloom because I always have solutions. This is why I'm a very solutions oriented person. This is why I created the discord. And guys, if you haven't already joined the discord, click the link at the top, you know, tap in with our um, community that we're building um, because we do have solutions. But in, before you can get to solution, people have to understand that there is a problem and that, so it's about first bringing awareness and then moving people through that, you know what I'm saying? Allowing them to move themselves through that, I would rather to say um, that, because you can't do anything for anyone. The only thing that you could do is put it there. When you create a space like this, the people that um, are vibrating on that frequency, they will gravitate, they will find themselves, you know what I'm saying, in, this, in the space that this information is being shared. And from there, it's up to them to pick it up. But during that journey, we're building a community so those people don't feel like they're alone or you know, people feel crazy. Um, I would, you know, say that we are the elites of the world, the people that have a free mind that are able to think freely and that are interested in these topics because they, you're able to see something beyond. And even if you don't know everything, it doesn't matter because, the, you know, being inquisitive, being curious, that is the nature, you know, what I'm saying that you need to have so that you're able to, you know, here's a, here's a, here's a caveat, you know, here's the good news to all of this is that once you're awakened, that's the, they don't want people to awaken because once you're awakened, it's easy to topple the system. And it's just by being aware. You don't have to go and harm anybody. You don't have to go protesting through the streets. You don't have to do any of those things. It's just that you will make different moves. You will position yourself in different ways that is going to benefit you and you're going to stop benefiting the system. And that in and of itself is the most revolutionary act that anybody could take. And it doesn't involve violence because people don't understand that we are in a spiritual warfare and the warfare is, is, is spiritual, but it's in your mind. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, they have been manipulating the minds of human beings for a very, very, very long time. And so it's time for that to end as we move into this new golden age, as we shift into the age of Aquarius. So um, thank you so much for speaking, Tatiana, and you're welcome here. You know, welcome to the Matrix Unveiled. And hopefully you follow the club and, you know, you follow the, um, the discord as well and join that and become a part of our community. The floor is open. I just want to chime in real quick. Also, um, Tatiana, I just, I love listening to you talk. It's like the passion and the, you know, the yearning for, you know, compassion and, and just, and I don't know, just, you have a lot of passion and, and, and love in you. And I appreciate that. I also just like to piggyback off of what Lisa said. It was actually amazing, Lisa, because one thing that we had going against us, I would say at one time, is the lack of awareness because we did not have, like the, the communication technology that has, um, that has brought us all together, like the World Wide Web, and now everybody's kind of waking up in this information, which is um, very shocking it causes cognitive dissonance people are going through their own depressions but at the same time like they're finding out who they are they're surrendering they're they're connecting with god or their their higher power or 
kind of, you know, finding that divinity within them. And that, believe it or not, is huge because now that we're aware, we're not moving around in these systems just completely like um, powerless. We are now aware and we're shifting it by like what we're harnessing within us. So if you are walking around with this love and that passion, it will do what it do. And in essence, what I'm saying is that just, I believe if we looked at it in this lens to, to say that the universe is on our side, it's not like, like, I know that it may seem this hierarchy, like hierarchy that we, the dynamic of, as to how it used to be, um, is changing now because we're understanding that we're really the power and it's not them. So in, in other words, it's an illusion. It's an illusion that everybody's waking up from. And so there's so much power in that. And that's why I just try to drop little reminders about, you know, being aware of what causes you fear and just tuning into your intuition, just, just giving it that 10 seconds, 30 seconds, one minute, just sit with it and, and really find the root stresses. Because once you do, and you do like consciously try to remove them, you're removing the anchors and your ship, our ships are sail. They will, they will continue to sail. So with that being said, um, you know, I just wanted to commend you, Tatiana, and also Lisa. It is important to get all of this kind of out there so people are aware. But there's also this uh, very uh, powerful synergy of sorts that I see arising between people and, and the boots on the ground part of it will just happen. That's kind of what I just want to remind you guys of. Yes, the boots on the ground is happening. That is so key. That is so key because although it seems like, you know, we have in these rooms and we're doing it incrementally. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the hundredth monkey theory, but, um, and I'm not even going to tell you to look it up. I'm just going to give it to you really quickly. So the hundredth monkey theory is about this experiment with these, um, these monkeys that were on this um, island in Japan. So on, it was two different islands, right? That was separated. So on one island, you know, the monkeys would eat these potatoes that would fall from the trees onto the sand. You know, let's just, I don't think potatoes grow on trees, but you know, the potatoes would be sandy for whatever reason. And um, they would, you know, just eat it with the sand on it. Well, one day one monkey went and um, washed off his, you know, you know, his, his um, potato. So, and then he ate it. So now the other monkeys observed him doing this. So then eventually, you know, one and two and more and more started to wash their potatoes off. So then it just became normal on that island for those monkeys to start washing off the sand off of their potatoes where before they were just eating it with the sand on it. And so, um, coincidentally, or maybe not the, uh, the monkeys on the opposite Island, the, the Island near them who never physically observed this, they started to, to also wash theirs. Okay. So what this is called is, um, uh, uh, it's an exercise in how consciousness travels, right? And this is why there's always a fight for our minds where our minds have to be controlled through like propaganda, movies, you know, um, television, the news, things of that nature, school, all of that is because when our minds are thinking one way, they're controlling the narrative of how we're thinking. But it's, um, we, they don't know how many monkeys it took on that island, which they call a critical mass. But once that critical mass, mass is reached, something happens to the consciousness of all those monkeys, even if the ones, even the ones that didn't observe what was happening is called the hundredth monkey theory. 
because they speculate that maybe it was a hundredth, the hundredth monkey that watched his potato that causes consciousness, the shift in consciousness to take place. So I'm saying all that to say that it doesn't require, you know, all of us, it just requires a certain percentage, a critical mass. We don't exactly know what that number is, but for every person that starts to awaken, that thinks this way, that is able to see beyond the veil, that's able to, you know, unveil and pull the mask back, you know, pull the curtain and, and reveal the wizard, right? Um, then more people that maybe that you don't even come into contact with, that consciousness starts to spread over the earth. So that's why I do this is I just feel like I'm, you know, just doing my part as being a part of the human race, you know, to preserve the human race, to continue to move forward and that we won't get usurped and, you know, turned into these zombies and robots and all this stuff so that what the, the, the reign of this, this terror can end on this planet and we can move into the oneness, you know, and we may not ever experience that, but we have to do the work for the future generations to preserve earth so that other people, you know, our, our future generations can come and have a place that they can experience, you know, whatever they need to experience. We, we have to do our part. You know, and so that's how I look at it, to raise a consciousness on the planet. So, you know, I, I implore everyone to do the same, you know, make sure that you're helping doing your little part, even if it seems like it's small, just do it because you, you never know. I've had room with hundreds of people all the time, you know, that are coming in and they're like, oh my God, you know, thank you. I found my tribe. And the more that happens, then we start to compound the, 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 the and raise the frequency of the consciousness on the planet. Don't need everybody. We just need that critical mass. I'm done speaking, guys. Um, I just wanted to say um, that to second Tatiana's point, I always hear people try to justify a reason why they don't need to support the homeless. Like say, oh, they're just going to buy drugs or they're going to buy unhealthy food or whatever. And people always say like, you know, if I get, if I get famous, if I get extremely wealthy, then I'll, I'll do it then. But it's just like, if you don't do it now, you're never going to do it because I mean, you're not, you're not homeless. So you do have a dollar. You do have at least 25 cents to give to somebody who has nothing. So that, that just never made sense to me. Um, I try to support the homeless every time I can. And then also, um, thank you for sharing the hundred monkeys theory. Um, that was, that was really powerful. And then also, um, I wanted to say how you said we have to do the work for the future generation. In my mind, there is no future generation. It's just you reincarnated. You see what I'm saying? Like, you know, people look at the, the homeless, right. And, and don't want to support the homeless and, and think they'll never get like that. Well, if you have some type of hate in my mind, you're just creating a negative karma. That's going to pretty much impact you. You're basically creating your future, every, every, you know, step you make, every action, every thought, and you're also creating your, your next incarnation. So, I mean, there is no other, like the only thing is you. And that's what people don't understand. Everything you do, you're doing to yourself. There is no other. Yeah. I just had a quick question about the hate part. Cause okay. I'm a person, I'm a real nice person. Right. But there are some people who have done like real bad things to me. Like I got roofied kind of like, you know, I got raped. I don't even know. I just, I'm just going to say it that way. I don't know what happened. And, um, I remember the people who were in the room. So how am I even going to forgive them? How am I even going to love them? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's this part of me who wants to kind of burn them alive, but there's also this part of me who's like, Oh, you gotta let go, man. You just gotta go forward. 
and dealing with that, like living it like that day by day, it's just so hard to forget about it, you know. But when it comes to like thinking in terms of matrix this and that, and those people like oh they were probably like probably like low low vibrational beings. But the things they've done to me, like it's so hard to forgive and forget. So how am I gonna get that out of me and like keep in a positive uh, mindset? Because nowadays, like I'm kind of struggling to keep. It. All right, I'm gonna hop in with you. I'm gonna hop in with you. Um, to Oak, uh, to, to so another, a good thing that I realized that helped me out um through my journey on this awakening process was um I don't know. Uh, well, I'm not a science. I don't. I'm, I I don't study this. I'm not a doctor. But um, if you can look into how um, microdosing mushrooms can help out, okay. Now I'm gonna go. Out. The reason why I wanted to tag on with you on that and why I want to bring it to the room is because um, we have to look at a lot of the belief systems that are negative. It and and and, and the, no, even thinking negative that goes into a, a lower frequency. And I think if as a person we all have abilities to either raise our frequency and lower it um and if you think about it you know when you reach these higher uh frequencies and, and higher consciousness of thinking a lot of the, the the ways we think about life right now falls away like the ideologies of racism you know uh, how you look or or who you are you know a lot of stuff like that starts to fall away as your consciousness starts to rise and um what i've noticed is um through the through the study um with mushrooms that that was probably one of the most effective um ways that that broke away all of my um own um uh, a hardwired ideology that made me judge and look at things differently and things of that nature and i think um right now in society if we're if we're wanting to to have a mass awakening i think we need to implement especially in the black communities on how we can ourselves start to study and see um how mushrooms uh can be used as a way for us to break our barriers and then in result you know raise our consciousness as a whole because if 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 we're because i know for instance me i know i'm a light worker i've been studying this for a long time i'm still young i'm 20 i'm 26 but um you wouldn't consider me as a doctor but from with the end the, the amount of energy and and the information that i retain i know that me transmuting this this message to you is give is is from a higher consciousness that would be given the same respect as a doctor or as a, as someone as a therapist someone who've done their time and effort behind their their information and i hope um people would 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 give my information the same respect because that's the type of energy that it has because if you're understanding the science behind um psychedelics in, in these nature now mine is only mushrooms this can literally change lives this can change the result this can change the prophecy you know of what people are saying that oh we're at the end times we control the prophecy man we're the prophets so if we're going to manifest what we want we have to utilize the best um 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 uh, uh, tools that you i want i don't want to say weapons because there's a negative cognition to it but we have to use the proper tools and i think the most natural tool is mushrooms and if you look at the history of mushrooms it, it literally breaks down our process of life for what we are it, it goes through the same exact cycle to be to be who you are right now you had to come from a mushroom you had to return to the fungi mycology so if you if we're looking to 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 some way have an actual source that we're related to not from the books or not from some guy that's talking and he got your attention our real source if you really look at it on a natural perspective is the mushroom it's related to every single last human on this planet and if we're realizing that if we would have paid that with respect and understand the gratitude behind that our our the person that would help us the thing that would help us win this war of our energy 
is mushrooms. That's our highest and most and most and most um honest and caring teacher because it will literally show you who you are by showing you who you are. And it and all it comes back is to mushrooms, man. That's the oldest um organism and largest organism on this planet. Do your research, okay? And this is for all of us, man. If you really love the people around you, this is how you get into your communities. They have to tap back into source. And I don't mean the books. This is medicine. This is medicine. Okay, this is not a drug. People think mushrooms is like a a trance, you know, just to get out. It's like a gate. It's a medicine, and if you if you practice this, you can use it by microdosing. It's a medicine, and it'll awaken you, so that we can implement and give and start to create the real solutions in life, and not be having these pity parties. On well, we need to find out who we are. No, we need to. We literally have a science literally inside of us. The biology makeup of our brains are literally taking us down like that that's what's happening it's a it's a it's an imbalance of chemicals in our brain they're they're literally targeting us through medical through 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 medical and and through um through through subconscious warfare okay and the when the way we have to protect ourselves to to even get into the fight is to to, to make our our minds bulletproof we have to get a a, a bulletproof mindset and we have that and, and we have to strengthen our our ways of thinking and I land my plane. We build on that. Um, I, I tried mushrooms before. I mean, I, I took like way more than recommended dosage. At first, it was going well, like for a month. It was pretty good. And then I had a bad trip because I had like um underlying issues, like psychologically, because I kind of had like bad relationships with friends. And then it kind of pushed me away from everybody. I started like raising my friends. I started blocking everybody. And then I developed like trust issues. Right now, I really don't have any friends because every time I go outside or every time I try to talk to somebody, it feels like, you know, they're kind of like trying to get something from me. And I'm kind of like, I kind of put myself in a position where I'm like away from everybody, just trying to heal up. And I'm trying to like watch what I'm eating. But at the same time, it's kind of hard to control because sometimes I go back to, you know, doing that stress eating. Like I just find myself eating bad food, this and that. But I don't know, man. Like, at the same time, I really don't know who I am. Because when I started taking mushrooms, it was pretty good. Like, first, um, I was just taking, like, a gram at the same time. Then I started, like, upping the dosage, which I shouldn't have. And everything just started falling apart. And I fell into this kind of uh, negative side of me, like, dark side of my soul, I would say. Because I was kind of, like, hating on everything. I was looking around. I'm like, oh, this person is just, like, you know, hurting the planet. They're, like, you know, and I started kind of like hating the money part of the things and it, it kind of like pushed me away from everything. Like I quit my job and I started like, you know, started like staying outside. I started like not going to work, not going to my crib. And, um, you see, that's just that's just like now. Now, again, with what I'll say, because I don't want to tag the negative connotation with it you have to remember it's going to show you yourself if you realize through these trips. And it, it, again, it's through practice. But. You have to know yourself, especially that's the that's the most important thing I would say. Um when, when trying anything, you know what I mean? Um yeah. I'd love to chime in on that. I would <clears throat> I personally um love feels, uh <clears throat> sorry, my throat. I love um mushrooms and I would say that it was only brought to me at the right time though. I would say that there's kind of this divine order of timing and this space time you know illusion like there will be a time where you're presented with it and where it would totally propel you um forward but there's also just to keep in mind um you know there's also that flip side of it that he spoke to that sometimes you know there just are 
I, I guess what I would say, it's not, I don't feel like it's a blanket, you know, statement that it'll help everyone in this now moment. Some people, you know, could experience a, a, you know, darker side, but ultimately though, that darker side is still a reflection of, you know, what we're feeling that's in the shadows is shining a light on that. And if we don't know how to integrate that or work with that, then it could be, um, you know, a little bit, uh, scary, <laughs> I should say. But with that being said, Oak, I actually, um, I'm following you now and I really hope that, um, I get to spend more time in rooms with you. I can hear in your voice that you truly have, um, some, you know, some, you know, kind of pain that you really don't know what to do with. Um, the things that have happened to you, I will say there, these, these, the trauma is what is like that friction. It's the, it's the catalyst for our growth. Like the people who truly, um, have had the, the conditions of which consciousness happens are the ones that you're speaking of. And it's being able to kind of learn to love them and embrace them for they are going to continue to help you evolve to be the best version of yourself. And I know that it can seem like a little hazy right now and, um, and all that, but it already seems to me that you've kind of began your awakening and you're beginning to, um, grow into that capacity of what, you know, what's ahead of you. So with that being said, um, I'm glad that you're here in this space and I appreciate your vulnerability and speaking out and I just wanted to connect with you. That's it. I would just say really quickly, um, I, uh, in the past, I would have like a lot of negative thoughts. Um, I'm very intuitive and I'm always like thinking and I can't stop thinking. I have like a thousand and one thoughts a day and something when I start thinking negatively, um, my sister gave me a certain like framework to follow. And basically it's just like to stop and analyze your thoughts. Like, is this something that's going to help me? Is this something that has evidence behind it? Like, say, if you think you know, you just met a new friend, you've been hanging out with them, and now you have a thought that possibly the only reason why they want to be your friend is because to, like, take whatever you have, then maybe you should just, like, you know, write down or journal your experiences with them and then kind of just ask yourself, like, is that thought valid? You get what I'm saying? Because all of us have positive and negative thoughts. You're never going to get them to, like, go away or whatever, but you can basically, um, learn how to filter them you get what i'm saying um i don't know if that helps um, that makes perfect sense because i can't i can't seem to like stop thinking i just wake up and start thinking about like um you know life religion and uh, how to live this and that because I'm, I'm 28 years old and it's been like one hell of a life because <laughs> I've, I've been like I'm, I'm nice to everybody i don't know how to say no whenever i see a person who's in need of help i just go do it and I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't consider the consequences. It just hits me later on and I kind of feel the regret later on. But nowadays, I just, that's kind of like, that's kind of why I pushed everybody away from my life. It's just me right now. I really don't have any friends. I don't, I have social media. I'm just on Clubhouse, hopping from club to club, just listening to people, trying to see, you know, um, how are they dealing with life? Because I know I'm like, um, there are people out there who had it worse than me. But at the same time, um, when we die, I think it just reveals, you know, you go to the other side of this uh, spiritual realm or whatever you want to call it. But um, I don't really want to wait till 
then you know what i'm saying like because if i die and go to the other side i have so many questions to god like why you know why why me like why did i have to go through all this why i'm so nice to people this and that but at the same time i like have like few more questions about this creation and all this process like you know what i'm saying like it's just kind of right I, um, like this, this i'll is... just finish up what everybody else like everybody else was saying um you're at the beginning of the spiritual journey so you're gonna have like a lot of questions be very curious um some you know some of your thoughts are going to be like why why am i going through this i don't want to go through this you know you'll be in denial a little bit but i mean it, it's all a journey like you were saying so i wish you well i'll let whoever yes yes wishing room we're gonna do a quick quick reset here i just wanted um right quick before you do the reset um running wolf i just wanted to say that i i like you know number one thanks for being here um, I'm really sorry about what happened to you. You know, I'm sending you much love and healing. Um, but also I just want to say this, that, you know, um, when we're dealing with like extreme trauma that, uh, I, you know, don't dismiss like, um, you know, therapy, right? So, um, you, cause you have to be able to like talk through your feelings, you know, talk through, you know, what happened, you know, and sometimes like, well, not sometimes, but yeah, you may need a professional to at least, you know, sparse that part of it out. And um, it doesn't end there because you still have to, you know, like do the work, you still have to deal with it, but it may help put things, um, help you deal with it, not put it into perspective because you don't put that into perspective, but um, it will, you know, give you a way to think about it. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I would just say that don't dismiss traditional counseling, just try to find the right, therapist, maybe it's someone that's more on the naturopathic, holistic, you know, feel, but make sure it's someone that's licensed that in psychotherapy that can help you. Um, because, you know, I would <coughs> had a bad trip. You know what I'm saying? Like you just can't, you know, just go take, um, uh, mushrooms and think that's going to solve the, your problems. It's not, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to deal with it because now that, because see, listen, the subconscious mind is, is, is programmed in three ways, repetition, symbols and trauma, right? And so that's the language of the subconscious mind. So since, you know, you experience trauma, sometimes it's a catalyst for people to wake up and start asking questions because the world that you thought you exist, you existed in, it, you, it now has a new framework around it. So I would highly suggest thinking about it at least. Um, and I think that would do you a lot of good. Um, and you will still have the lens that you have now of seeking um, more answers, but it'll be from, you know, a little bit because the healing work has to be done and sometimes you need a little assistance with doing that and a support group and things of that nature. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. And I've been thinking about going and seeing a therapist because that's what my family was telling me. And mm -hmm. I didn't really tell them like what happened fully. I just kind of like, you know, I told them like, oh, I was just guys kind of got drunk at a club and I don't remember what happened. But um yeah so nowadays i'm just thinking about like my, my family doesn't live in the united states i live in the united states and it's just me i'm all alone and i'm thinking about like going back home soon because um, yeah it's been like 10 years out in here and i'm really tired tired of like being here being like i'm not really tired i just miss my family and i want to spend time with them and i think it's going to help me a lot yeah uh, yeah and then when i get back home that's the time that I'm going to go see a therapist, I guess, or I'll try to get some help out here. But nowadays, I'm just um, spacing myself, just spending time alone and 
reading more about like um you know healing your body healing your mind because i can't seem to stop thinking and um it's well you know also i i definitely think it's a good idea to get closer to people that you love because it'll help you feel more grounded um and also you know never feel like you got to do this alone you don't have to you know what i mean and so don't you know section yourself off from the world you know what i mean you can definitely have a support group you know i would definitely definitely just from the energy that i'm picking up you know from you know your voice and how you're speaking um you know i would definitely say get a counselor a therapist um there's free th- you know counseling if you're not able to financially afford that right now you know you can at least start there you know what i mean and you know like if you want to like you said make plans to go back to see your family you know i just you know wanted to share that with you and let you know that you know we're sending you lots of love and positive energy and you don't have to do this alone you know you don't and you will make it to the other side but listen in order to make it to the other side i always tell people when you're going through hell just keep on going don't stop <laughs> don't sit down because you will burn up you know what i mean so when you're going through hell you got to keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep moving forward so hopefully that helps i'm glad that you joined us in this room tonight um and with that being said go ahead um run wolf take it away all right all right yeah uh blessings and stars with you oak uh Definitely seek the help that you need. And I, I would say go ahead and tap in with me too. community network, you know, stay intact with that man. And uh, you guys are in the uh, Matrix on Veil. Welcome to the Matrix on Veil Club, y'all. Owned, founded by Lisa. Go ahead and tap that greenhouse up there. Join that club. Follow Lisa. Great, great, great rooms. There's also a link right up there at that top, man. I'm going to tell you, look, I come into a lot of spaces Every time I come into Lisa's rooms, I learn something, and, and, and that's rare on here. Join that Discord. There's talk about the jab, the cabal, heart, flat earth, even some history documents is on there. But today, this room is open, the draconian NWO plot with Klaus Schwab and his cronies. That's the discussion. That's the topic yeah. today. What I would love to do, you know, it's really with this NWO plot, we can go in so, so many circles, right, because it's all so connected and it's all valid. Let's try to use this uh, opportunity where this information is focused on Klaus Schwab, how everything ties back into this. We know there's a lot of uh, avenues and and polarities, uh, you know, going around with, you know, what's happening with the pandemic, even what's happening in our politics and things like that. And it's, it's easy to get distracted by, you know, everything going on, even though we should, you know, not ignorance, you know, don't be ignorant to it, but let's take these steps at a time. Let's, let's learn what to prioritize and what to approach. And today, we got the Klaus Schwab and his cronies. They're, they're on the pedestal right now. We're taking them to the stand. So let's open that discussion back up. We can do popcorn style if that's okay with Lisa. Uh, you know, I like I said, I'm coming in here. I'm learning this information, jumping out right now. I'm, I'm kind of doing the fly on the wall and, and uh, you know, coming, coming and doing my part in here. But I'm open ears and I, I would like to hear some discussion on that because, uh, yeah, I need some more wisdom on what's going on with these guys. Uh, I wanted to tap in with you. Uh, I believe that was running talking, right? Yes, running. Yes. Um, yeah. So, so again, you know, a lot of these uh, draconian and reptilian, a lot of these um, entities are tagged again. They're tagged along with lower frequencies. Like if you think about like the 
you know, the history behind them always goes with a negative connotation. So again, um, they, they, it wouldn't, you know, anything implemented by that certain type of faction wouldn't be nothing to help us. You know, it wouldn't be obviously nothing natural because again, we are natural beings, not that entity. And, um, so that's why when I look at it, when I look at, you know, everything that's happening right now, there's either a choice to make, either you're going to, um, want to try to be who you are as much as possible, or you're going to try to find the people that will allow you to be yourself. And then again, you know, which the people that will allow you to be yourself will give you the tools to be even a better person um, than probably who you didn't even notice who you are. You know what I mean? And and looking at the looking at this agenda that's going on with the NWO, um, I think like the war is a lot closer than what we think. Some people are trying to fight this war through literature. Some people are trying to fight this with medicine. Some people are trying to fight it through um, other ETC. Um, and I pick my, my stance with this and anyone that relate to me, please tap in with me is with plant medicine. Um, I think, you know, again, touching back on that source and, and the, and, and the, the root of that source is obviously a higher dimension, a higher consciousness. My goal is to raise that elevation. Um, so, you know, again, type Yeah, well said, well said. And, and, you know, there's, I often talk about how it's not just one hand, you know, and I'm sure just like the rest of them, the ladder goes up the pyramid, you know, type system that they got Klaus Schwab's just a puppet. But it seems, you know, when we talk draconian NWO plot, you know, I'm real big on defining terms and, and it, it can go so many ways. Right. And when you look at it, they have the ability to appear bigger and, and more. They have the media, they have the press, they have the politicians. Right. And so their voice appears bigger. Where do we see holes in the plot? Well, that's something that, you know, because I've been noticing, you know, there's, there, it's kind of this desperate act, this uh, last stand, if you will, kind of what I feel. I get a sense of like, it's their last stand that not, uh, we've been tricked uh, uh, because there's too many people who are waking up and have been for years. I know because of what I've been on for the last 20 plus years. So it's not like they've been winning, 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 and now they can finally play this Trump card on us and everybody's just completely oblivious and it's going to go off without a hitch. It feels more like, oh my gosh, you know, uh, we had the YouTube, the Facebook, the Instagrams. And even though, you know, some fell to the wayside with, with the vanity and, and, and whatever else and, and using it for um, non-beneficial reasons, uh, what humans do, you know, and, and what just the human brain does is we always transmute something into positive and there were communities getting together. There were people finding things and, and sharing the information. Um, and that's something I don't think that they expected was people to really truly begin to accept these concepts that were, you know, 10, 20 years ago considered sci-fi in such a short amount of time. Um, you know, just like the things that we go over in this room, there's been so much information that has been spilled that we can talk about that we can connect the dots. Now that's been happening years over. And it feels like to me that this is their last stand. 
they're desperate. And part of that is appearing bigger. You know, it's kind of like when the team's losing, they don't show it on their faces, you know what I mean? Um, but you can see it in their acts. So once again, you know, Klaus Schwab and everything that's occurring here and the fact that we can talk about it and we have these recordings and we're able to play this stuff back and, and you know, uh, do our scholarship on this. Where are the holes? Does anybody see any holes in their plot? Does anybody see where they're failing the most um, and, and possibly uh, wearing that scary mask, you know, and, and truly they're, they're afraid behind it and shaking in their boots. Absolutely. Um, one thing I can say is, okay, so at the beginning of the room, I was reading this document, well, this article, and guys, it's posted in the Discord. So if, you know, you need to tap in with that, just join the Discord. It's in the section called the Cabal. There's loads and tons of, there's enough, so much information in Discord to keep you busy for at least two weeks as of right now. I'm adding stuff every day and other people in our community, um, they're adding, you know, videos and links and stuff as well, you know, so that we can all be educated. But one of the things, you know, um, the article mentioned is that the World Economic Forum under a different name was formed by Klaus Schwab in 1971, right? And so I did the numbers, I did the math on, you know, with this agenda 2030, which is sort of like their end goal, right? Um, so that would be 60, no, I'm sorry, 59 years. Exactly. So right now let's keep in mind that agenda 2030 always hasn't been, it used to be agenda 2021 or 2020, I believe. So the fact that they have already shifted the timeline is a huge, um, indicator that they're behind schedule, you know? And okay, let's rewind back to December 21st of 2020, which was um, the Great Conjunction. And, you know, they knew this was like the dawning of, you know, we've been hearing this for many years, probably since all of us have been born. It's the, we're in the dawn of the age of Aquarius, right? But we're really there now. And so that's what that Great Conjunction signaled was us moving out of the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius, which is supposed to be like a golden age. So these draconians, you know, they've already known that their time to rule the planet was limited, which is why they've always worked in generations, you know, and they keep the bloodline going. And yeah, so they did not accomplish their goal because they've tried things like, they've tried other viruses, they've been keeping people sick, they've been poisoning the air, uh, what they can do is limited because some of the things will affect them. Well, you know what I mean? I don't know who has a um, loose mic, but can you please mute your mics, guys? It's a little distracting. Um, but yeah, so it, to me, that's a great indicator, right? If you look at who they chose, because listen, in order for us to usher in, for them, I should say, to usher in a one world government, America is a key piece in that puzzle, being that we have been the world superpower for so long. You know, especially, you know, like with the fall of the, um, you know, of, um, you know, uh, Russia and that whole, you know, the communist system when the wall came down and all that stuff, you know, all this is tied in and it goes all the way back to the Nazis and before the, see, when we would go into the Nazis and that whole era, there's a history behind that, that dealt with the Russians and the Khazars and all this stuff. So you have to go back and, and do the research and so you, and establish your own timeline even with their timeline being off it's all we have to work with so we have to establish the lie in order to get to the truth so you still have to like you know walk that down but that was already initialized from and that was back in the like the 1940s 
but it went back even further than that. But so the great reset has already been going on, but now we have more technology that's being utilized. So they're off, you know what I'm saying? They knew they've been knowing that their time on this planet was limited. And, you know, yeah. So that to me, uh, running wolf is the fact that they pushed it forward. The fact that they have been trying like the Zika virus, the H1N1, this flu, that flu, you know, vaccinating people every single year, vaccinating the kids. There's a high rate of autism. They've been in India paralyzing children, you know, with the um, the polio vaccine, the same thing in Africa, you know what I mean? Which is, those are the two largest continents and they've been trying to wipe out those populations. And it's been more of a soft kill, you know, here in the Western, you know, world or whatever, like here in Europe. So they've been doing it and they have not been successful. So they even had to shift their agenda out 10 more years, you know? Um, so yeah. Um, that to me indicates that they're not, you know, they're behind schedule on what they intended to do and their plan is falling apart. Oh, and oh, what I was going to say about America is the fact that when you've got somebody like Sleepy Joe, <laughs> you know, as, you know what I'm saying, as the, the puppet, you know, of the, the, the elites, that is a huge indicator that they're in trouble. That's all I have. The floor is open, you guys. Welcome to the stage, everyone. We're, you know, we're running open floor. Hey, uh, Dr. Angel. Hey, RJ. Hey, Timmy. Um, Brigatti's on the stage. I haven't heard from any of you guys. What's up, guys? What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm going to tap in with um that. Oh, my bad. You gonna go <laughs> no, you can go all ahead. Right, all right. I want to tap in with that reptilian and the draconian vibes, right? And, um... I think like uh, another thing on the flip side that's happening is like a lot of us are realizing that uh, we aren't we you know we are attached to some you know let's call them alien force extra extraterrestrial force so um, you know I don't know if anyone I've heard about the terms Pleiadians Arcturians um, the Starseed families things of that nature and I think uh, right now is is you know it, it take you know taking taking advantage of time and especially the community. Um, of people that I'm around right now, um, I, I've learned it. I want to, you know, another idea I've been thinking about is, you know, are people starting to classify themselves now? What family do you go to? Because obviously they have people here on Earth who relate to the Draconian. So I know there's people now who know they relate to external alien families like the Arcturians or the Pleiadians. You know what I mean? And if people start to realize that, hey. Just how they have the reptile side, you have you as well. So you're a part of an alien family as well. And you can use certain things, certain stuff to tap into your source family. And you can talk to them the same way they speak to draconians to put in all these crazy sciences and stuff of that nature. Um, like both sides have, have the same tools, you know. Both sides have the same tools. So don't forget that. So just, you know, I, I, for everyone that's listening on that, that understand what I'm saying. Find out who you are. Find out, find out what your power is. I'm starting to find out that, hey, we can use these medicines to talk with our brain. We can talk to source and source can talk to us more in reality. He'll start to use the numbers, you know, those numbers and synchronicity. Source, he or she, or that energy will start to use those numbers more, you know, as, as you start to deepen, go into this, in, into that life. Um, and, and I will tell you that once you get into that life, all the veils are broken and you're going to realize you're going to start to see 
you know, just like the movies, they live. You're going to just, you're going to start to see the people that's your family, that's in your family, meaning in your spiritual family. And you're going to start to realize the other people and they're closer than we think. Okay. This war is a lot closer than we think. And for all of you, um, who are into this stuff, um, keep fighting, man, keep fighting. Like, you know, um, it's going to be hard. You know, you're going to lose some people that's close to you. You know, some of our strongest fighters are the ones in our family and they're the one, they're the first ones to go. You know what I mean? And, and so everyone who's, who's understanding what I'm talking about, just stay strong, man. Like the medicine is there for a reason. Um, and yeah, I, I, Thank you, Bree. You wanted to go next? Yes, thank you, Lisa. I appreciate coming into your rooms. I always learn so much in them. Um, but for the most part, I would say that I have learned a lot about the Traconians because I never heard of these um, people. And I'm just pretty much newly um, waking it up as of like the past two years. So I've just been learning and just Clubhouse has just been a unique tool to actually learn and hear from other people that has different perspectives. But for the most part, I have noticed a lot of things that has been different than I haven't noticed in my childhood. Like, um, I remember they was talking about like the stars and things like that. It's not the same in the moon. I remember it like recently, cause I stay in Atlanta, Georgia, I've been seeing a lot of rainbows, like, like cut up rainbows that just they're not complete <laughs> like they're just everywhere i'm sorry it's just loud you guys i'm sorry but um it's just like the weirdest thing i ever seen like everything is just looks just different and i remember staring at the sky probably about two or three nights ago and just i thought it was a star but i have no idea what it was but it was just bright and it was right next to the moon but the thing is it just didn't look like the normal stars that i'm used to seeing so just learning and looking at these things as well. And also when I was um, looking at a few people that I have known, people who I've seen that probably have seen death, I've seen demonic eyes and dark eyes, and it's just, everything is just, just different. <laughs> so right now it's just like, it's just a very eye-opening experience. And I'm just really just taking it in. Cause like I was telling with my friend yesterday, like life is just completely different than what I was taught it was before. So like, it's just a lot of things just to take in as a, right, right now in 2021 as long as well with like COVID and everything that's happening along with the world. So it's just like a lot of things that's impacting at one time. So um, I'm just enjoying listening to your rooms and I'm thank you for letting me on stage. Um, I think it was Spying Elephant who invited me this time, but um, I just enjoy listening and hearing to everything about the families and the bloodlines and things of that sort. I have been doing a little bit of research and I'm gonna dig more into your actual um, discord to be able to look into more things and just expand my learning. But thank you for letting me speak, but that's all I have to say. Awesome, Bree, and I know, listen, I see you. I see you. You be in every room, even when you don't come on stage, you're listening. You know, you're in rooms that um, I'm in, even if it's not a room that I created, um, you know, so I know that you're, 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 see, the thing is, like, if you ever seen the movie that Timmy referenced, They Live, if you haven't seen it, it's, you know, watch that movie. And it's like, you put the glasses on, you know what I'm saying? And now you see reality in a different way. That is a good thing because it's a sign of your awakening. You know what I'm saying? So keep listening, 
dig into the discord because um you know and guys listen for all of you that are in the discord already you know this is not a one-way thing because you know i'm always a student and a teacher at the same time and we're always that per all of us play that same role you understand what i'm saying so even though like you may not feel that like you're at a certain level it doesn't matter because there's someone that knows less than what you know so you keep yourself in the student role but also put yourself in a role to teach people that doesn't know what you know so that you know what i'm saying this is just keep that circle of life going so that we're teaching always one another so i encourage you guys as you're doing your research you know what i'm saying share things to the discord as well it's not just you know that i have all the knowledge you know what i'm saying i'm just sharing with you guys things that i come across you know it's um i've read books over the years i've been on this journey for a long time but for the sake of the discord i have to share you know information in there so you know that you guys can pick up on it as well there's a really great video in the cabal section um that talk with um david ike and with um arizona uh arizona um marion are you here uh, arizona wilder um and so that's a really good one i also posted one with john todd these are people that were you know like used in the illuminati and these families okay so that'll give you a deeper look into some of the stuff that they engage in and things like that so it's a lot to wrap your minds around guys but whatever rabbit hole you decide to go down just you know share the information and you know share with other people and the great thing about our community is that you don't have to feel as though that you're you know what i'm saying on the outside you're a part of it and everybody there is thinking the same way that you're thinking you know so i just wanted to say that um so yeah that's it let's keep the conversation going there was something else i wanted to say based upon um oh I know Timmy had said something about identifying with whatever group of people or, you know, alien beings that you feel connected to or whatever. I feel most connected to the Twa people because I have read different, you know, stories and different mythologies and just through my own work and my own spiritual practices and my internal, you know, like, um, you know, shadow work and everything that I have done that is what resonates with me the most and the twa people see we get the whole fairy mythology out of ireland but see a lot of people don't realize that the those very small people the twa people were one of the first five root races and you can um this is in modern madame blavatsky's book where it's, she talks about the five root races she talks about um it's called um isis unveiled i believe is the name of the book or it's another one um that's not the name of the book. I can't remember. I must have stopped reading that book too early because I don't remember that. I remember her talking about the five races, but I was like, mm, I'm done. I'm she, gonna. No, it's not the. It's not Isis Unveiled. It's, it's another book. It's in my other room where my library is at, and um, it's um, no, it's called The Secret Doctrine. That's the name of it. The Secret. God, thank you. I have to get up. <laughs> but it's called The Secret Doctrine. That book is super deep, you guys. Um, you may even be able to find it. <clears throat> excuse me, online for free, but I got the, the hard, you know, the cover of it and everything. And I, you know, I still haven't finished that book because you don't, that those types of books you don't read from cover to cover. Certain books you study, you get a little bit of it, you digest the information, you go out and so you can synthesize the information into your beingness and so that you can understand it from a holistic perspective and get it to either shift you or fit into what um, other building blocks, you know, that you're already building but one of the root races that what you know formatted the earth was the twa people the sand people 
So these people came all the way from the times of Atlantis and Lemuria. Now that's not in her book, you know what I'm saying? But she talks about the five root races and I'm telling y'all, so this is where the whole fairy mythology in Ireland even came from was these little people that they call pygmies, which was it's kind of like a, um, you know, like a, a racial slur, I guess, you know, how we're not allowed to say uh, Oriental anymore. It was a time you could just say Oriental. Now you have to say Asian because now that's considered, you know, times change and every, the, the, the dialects evolve and things like that. But they used to call them pygmies, but they're now the, the little people, the, the twa people. And I tend to resonate with their, um, you know, creation stories, right? Which is from Sirius, the planet Sirius. They knew that, that Sirius A, they knew that Sirius B existed. How did they know this before the Western world had developed telescopes to, to be able to, to see at that magnification level? So over time, as you get more into your studies, you will find, and you have to study different cultures. I've studied Eastern philosophy. I resonate a lot with, um, you know, Buddhism and, you know, like the, the deities that come from that world. Um, you know, my, my moniker online is Kali and that's to represent the goddess Kali. I resonate with her very heavily, but she has a counterpart, you know, a, a, um, you know, and, and that's what you'll notice. The more that you read different, um, um, mythologies and different creation stories and just different epics from different, you know, cultures that it's the same figures that's being represented by each culture by a different name. And when you realize what's really happening, it's not that these energies, these people ever lived, is that these are energies that they're describing that have been anthropomorphized from an energy to, to into a, a something that we can contemplate, you know, in physical form as human beings, because that's how we live in a physical form. So, you know, keep doing the research, you guys keep studying and, you know, just follow people ask me, you know, where should I start? Start with wherever your heart leads you. And then the rabbit holes will just come from there and then you will just expand, but start first with what is resonating with you in your heart, which you have the most questions about, just start there and then you'll be on your way. That's it guys. I'm going on mute. The floor is open guys. If you're in the audience and you would like to come up, don't be shy. You know, you want to ask a question, you want to add to the conversation, just, you know, hit that, uh, raise your hand button. We'll bring you up and you can join us on stage. I wanted to kind of highlight something that you said. I had, to, I had to turn the whole tractor off and come up because I say that like what you said about taking like a, a whole, like reading a lot of different things. I tell people that all the time, like you have to take a very syncretic approach. I take a very syncretic approach because God is the creator and like the divine source literally is the creator of everything, every single religion, every science, every philosophy, every math, like every mathematical principle, all of these different things. So in order for you to get like a true understanding, you kind of have to go, you have to just be willing to just be open. And, and even with these books that like, um, she was, um, like Lisa was mentioning early with Madame Blavatsky, um, how you take your time to read it. It's even some of those books, you don't even start from the beginning. Sometimes your spirits are like, oh shoot, like looking at the table of contents, I want to read more about that than read more about that that's just where your spirit's telling you to go because part about part of this journey is really transmuting and um alchemically changing our bodies on a physical level and so like we all have different genetics and our codes are different internally so we're all going to be activated in different ways so my story is not gonna be the same story as lisa's story not gonna be the same story as the nets or or um running wolves or dr lynn you know like we're all gonna have different things that are going are going to like activate us and um make us 
make raise our consciousness level differently. So that's why I, in my profile, I say, he who has ears, let them hear. Like we're all going to see things and hear things and experience things differently. So um, it's all about finding our truth and then sharing that truth with each other so we could all build. And because this is all about like the one collective, we're all like, we're all individuals. It's the I am living in the we are. You know, we all have individual cells li living in the body that have, oh, I'm not talking to Siri, but, um, we all have like individual cells in our bodies that are in, that are supposed to do their individual dolls, but they are the I am. But collectively, they make up the we are, which is the whole body, you know, and we are pretty much like cells. Each one of us is one cell living in the we are the collective of this world, you know. So how are we going to work together and how are we going to get to that end result? It's about sharing the knowledge, sharing the truth and sharing our experiences, but also allowing each other to have their own thoughts and their own truths and, and experiences as well. The, the golden rule. It's about the golden rule. Do unto others as you like done unto you. You know, share that research. And if somebody says something a little bit off, how would you like, if, if you said something off, and how would you want somebody to respond to you? You know, treat them the same way. So, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. And with that, I'm going to hover my. Hey, I want to tap on what Spine is saying too, because I was uh, sending somebody a dialogue, and I just want to uh, tell y'all this this real quick. And um, now tap tapping into like the the X the the alien beings, you know, the the Arcturian, the Pleiadian, stuff like that. So I'm um, digressing. So I'm gonna go ahead and like give you all my last trip on what happened. Okay, so just talking from actually doing the work. I'm gonna tell y'all from doing actual work because this is what I'm into. So basically, right, aloe vera repairs your cells okay aloe vera repair your cells so if you're having problems if you need to uh, like if you need to um like you know if you if you're noticing like you have blood problems or something in your body is 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 going wrong you need to uh, uh intake aloe vera aloe vera is considered the god plant because it has what it, it has all the components that um your body needs to rejuvenate itself okay now the next thing you have to you have to clean the blood okay um Cleaning the blood, you can use things like uh turmeric, turmeric and curcumin. Okay, these are like uh, these are the, the spices. They will clean out the blood for you. Okay, so look up curcumin and turmeric. Um, now the next thing you have to understand that water is a vessel. Okay, um, water it water can be electric. Water isn't electric by itself. That's why they're selling water. Is they're selling the idea of it being electric. In order to make water electric, it has to you have to add batteries. The batteries to water is fruits and vegetables. Okay, you guys. So fruits and vegetables make water electric. Hold on. Okay, listen. Wait. So the more alkaline your body is, is the more that you can you can talk to source. You can talk to these beings that you relate to. So that's why they're pushing. Hey, alkaline in your body so they're they've been always giving us like a, a piece of the science they've always been giving us like a halfway truth the more alkaline your body is the more connection you are but they aren't telling you how to build that connection so the cell phone the cell phone to connect to the higher sources like these shamans do the cell phone to the beings to the other side is ayahuasca the cell phone is dmt the cell phone is mushrooms all right so all these cell phones are placed around the earth okay they are so like these so if you're looking at the medicine each of them are their own cell phone okay that's why there's different types different kinds can go to they see certain ones can 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 call certain times meaning certain ones can reach a certain signal so each of each of the cell phone travels different okay so, and so i'm breaking this down to you because I, I if you understand what's going on when you go into these trips the more people that are going into these trips you're going to come back with information that's 
to what I'm giving you all now. So you can, this is actual like hot information from the fight. Okay. So they're going to give you hot information on how to change your body now. Okay. That if you, if you're understanding what's happening right now, when you go into these trips, your, your body isn't like, it's floating in water. Okay. So it's like the, it takes you out of your body and you're in, you're in this realm and the, in the realm, you know, um, all right, so you, I'm not gonna get into that because everyone is different. All right, that just that just go that just beyond the point. But you you learn yourself so that you can fight better right now, so you can fight better. Okay, I'm fighting right now, right? But I need people. I know y'all are out there, like people that are tripping. I know they've realized that the source is there. You guys have to. I don't know. I don't know who I need to talk to, who understands what I'm saying. But you have to. You have to. You have to control your trip. You have to know you have to know who you are to control the trip because they're trying to talk to you like they're trying to talk to us. That's why people like me are coming. They're trying to talk. So you have to figure out um, your family's phone call. You have to you have to you have to be able to understand their phone call. I land my plane. That's all I'm trying to say. Like you have to understand the phone call. You have to you have to understand their signal. Um, yeah. I don't know if anybody else hears you, but I definitely hear you. I've never taken any of those hallucinogenic drugs, but I 100% agree with what you're saying. And I follow this guy, dang, I don't know what his name is, but he talks about how the sun yes. is the original oven. Would you say? You know him? No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. What you? He's, he's like, um, he, I think he lives in Panama and he has this business called Sunfire Foods. Uh, like dog, yo, Aaliyah, let me tell you, yo, you're so crazy, right? Like we thinking, yeah. we're thinking like they, like we need all this crazy technology, yo. That's no, the thing, the original yo. Technology. Yes, that's what that's what they're hey, that's what I, people hey, are realizing, like CERN and things of that nature. Like the different, they're trying to make it look like it's some crazy. You need and no, 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 no. Is the 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 we literally dog? This shit is in the fucking. It's literally right in our gardens, dog. Like bro, right. the shit that they're talking about, the reptile these the, like once that's why if you understand that that's why these natural doctors were getting taken out because once right. you start going into that other side even they'll even tell you that's why me telling you this now they, they'll let me they even told me me telling you is already i'm already signed off myself and because when you go you, you have to make an agreement when you go to the other side that you you're going to understand and see things that are different so you're going to be considered crazy or insane because that's the definition of it in that realm you get it the definition of crazy insane would it would it would equate to it it will result to it so that's what it is it's out of it's out of it breaks the, the it breaks the system of understanding to which we all live that's right. that's what that means so when you once you right. break the system exactly. once you break the that's system you no longer you no longer have a place and so that's what they understand okay and and right. um so so when you so that's why my voice and stuff sounds like this because because for even me sitting in my body every day you just understanding sound this shit to me you yeah just sound passionate. yes because you because if you understand this shit for real you realize like bro we're like I'm not in my fucking but like you are you're just talking to me but I'm not me you know what I'm saying so they're going to they're going to stop this vessel at some point because 
I, I'm not. It's not me talking. You get it. The person that I I broke the code. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I broke the code so that he can talk. I yes, I broke the code so that that energy can talk. Are you talking about? I'm trying to. Yes. So so it's people like us. Yes, it's people like this. It's not a lot of us like this, yo. It's some of us are here, bro. We we tapped in, bro, and that's what the fuck they're not telling us, bro. Like, bro, they are fucking coming for us, bro. And I don't know how the fuck to tell y'all, bro. I've been trying to talk to this shit for years, bro. They are fucking... Bro, you have to use the fucking medicine. Bro, you have to use the fucking medicine, bro. Because I know, bro, the more I talk, the more I talk, bro, they're going to come for me, bro. Because I know what the fuck is going on. Bro, we have to use the fucking medicine, people. We have, bro. And that's why, that's why we don't understand the symbology and shit. That's why we don't understand it because it's a higher science. The science that they're using is from an alien. The alien is literally us, but we aren't using that energy. So they understand how to use it. So it's like, you know, you you aren't you aren't talking to yourself. So yourself not helping you. It just it just saying like fuck. You know what I mean? I'm gonna help. I'm gonna help the guy who was listening. So yo. Is the wrong side is fucking using it, man. That's what's happening. The wrong side is fucking using the shit. All right, I'm gonna just land my plane, bro. Okay, wrong well, I fuck. wanted to speak on something, but um, I've heard of. I just looked it up. It's called channeling, and once you're yes. pretty much, ta- you can yes, tap into bro. into the higher source, and it can basically channel yes, messages to you. And even the fucking kids, the kids, like even the kids that are born right now, yo, those kids. They have as much knowledge as your as the as the college class college classes that are graduating right now. The kids have more information than motherfuckers graduating from school right now. But you have to understand that the okay, if we understanding so the 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 uh the pill the, um hold on the so the Do medicine again it'll show you to get your yeah, collect your it, thoughts. Nah, it's good. It's good because I'm getting it out. Listen, so it'll show you, it'll show you, literally, it'll show you the heaven of life. Like, life is, like, right, we're supposed to be having heaven right now. Like, like, it, it'll break. So, so like, you know how they talk about the veils, the seals, you know, it'll break those veils. So, that's true, bro. We have, like, a veil over our eyes, right? And so... Like these colors and symbolism, that's why they affect us so much and they know this shit that they keep on showing us certain shit. Like we're like walking time machine, bro. So if we keep showing you something, you're staying, you're, 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 you'll, you'll stay living in that time. If we keep showing you it, you're, you're going to stay in that time. You're going to just stay in that time. If we keep, re- so that's what they're doing. That's why they keep re, like if you look at the movies, they keep re-showing you the movies. They making different versions of the same movie because they're keep there. If you understand how information is, is the frequency and and literally you you me, like uh, a printer you guy, manifest it dog me and another yes, guy, huh? um, when i was in yeah. his room and we were ba- both talking about how we every time we go out to like see a movie or see a movie at home we already know how it's yes, going to end bro. because it's predictable top so I in top in i'm telling you you're going to understand timmy, timmy let me add real quick to what you're saying like I know you're passionate about it and you keep going back to the psychedelic the psychedelic but I want to I I totally agree with everything that you're saying um one of the things that they they did they study us right and they realized that we are so powerful we have not used all of our gifts like a lot of us here on earth have not used our gifts and 
one other point that I want to make with that with, for example, the jab right now, that's the kind of like, um, I don't know, it, 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 it holds you back from tapping in as far as you can go. Um, and, and they study these, these things. And we as human beings, we are not aware of the gift that we have at all, but they are. They're aware of it. Um, I'm tapping into my self-conscious as well. I'm trying to learn more about these things. Um, and, and, and we're powerful. Um, I urge everyone to just go on YouTube, start looking, you know, start getting an idea of how to tap into your subconsciousness. Read, uh, read, uh, read books. You know, they're, they're, there's, I'm walking my dog, you guys, if I sound like I'm out of breath. Um, but there are so many information out there and we need to start using our inner power to help fight this bullshit that we're going through also. I wanted to share um, something. So I follow this YouTube channel called Spirit Science and they tell you, they go with you how to open all your chakras. They tell you um, beyond like just the seven chakras, you know, you have the ones at the top and the ones at the bottom. Um, and they also talk about channeling. I haven't looked at um, their entire series, but they have Isn't a whole nice. series on these things. So look up spirit science. And on that point, you know, a lot of people want to differentiate, differentiate science between like spirit or religion, which I mean, it's really all one in the same. Um, but uh, after you were speaking to me, I wanted to say something about how, yeah, um, I mean, when I was in college, I did a pitch competition and I pitched a company called Alk Align. And it was essentially about, I've, I've introduced this to the Howard community about how everybody's drinking all of these different waters, like, for instance, the Sani, um, there's another brand that's highly, highly acidic. If you put, if you put a pH tester, if you dip it in, you'll get either like an orange or a yellow and these Just things sunny. are as acidic. They don't taste it, but they have certain chemicals in these waters or, and also Dasani adds salt to its water, which doesn't make sense because salt is alkaline. Um, so they're putting other chemicals in these waters. Hey, Aaliyah, hey, Aaliyah. I'm a, I want to tap in. I want to tap in. Hold what on, you hold on. Can I, can I finish what I was saying? Okay, so um, I wanted to say, I wanted to finish what I was saying about Sunfire Foods. This guy literally, um, I forgot what his name is, but just look up Sunfire, Sunfire Foods. And he, what's that? Is it Aris Latham? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, exactly. And he talks about how he does On YouTube? Is it YouTube? Definitely. Uh, he's on YouTube, yeah. Yeah. And he's also on Instagram. And he talks about how he does not drink bottled water. He just doesn't have to drink water at all because all of these fruits are just like our bodies. All of these fruits we see are made up of like 70, 80% right. water, watermelon. If you right. really see all the price, melons. hold on, all can melons. I finish? Can I move you to the audience if you don't stop interrupting her? Go ahead, Aaliyah. Okay, so I was going to say, um, if you press all of the liquid out of like um, any melon, really, like you'll be left with like a little bit of fiber and a whole bunch of water. And, you know, um, all of these foods are just made up out of cells. Like if you really uh, look at a citrus fruit and it has all of these beads in it, these long beads that are just filled with water. And these foods already like basically the plant brings the water and the minerals and the nutrients from the soil via the roots. And basically that that is in of itself is a perfect 
water filtration system. So what he does in the morning is he go, he climbs a tree, which is his morning exercise. He runs on the beach and then he um, climbs a tree to get a coconut. He drinks the coconut water. Then, um, like I was saying earlier, he talks about how the sun is our oven. We don't need our oven. You know, the oven, the flame, all of these things are killing off the food. We are meant to eat live fruits and vegetables, things with seeds in them. They are offering from nature because it is a symbiotic relationship for us to eat these fruits. And then when we when they go out the other end, essentially they are left with uh, the decaying matter that you know goes back to the earth. And then you know the 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 fruit is it, it's um, able to breed again. You get what I'm saying? So um, I would say look up Aris Latham, and um, it was really inspiring to see that you know he, he doesn't drink any water. And I also want to say you know don't be fooled, don't be fooled by these alkaline waters that are out here because the way they they alkalinize them, they add these these um, minerals that they put, they are not naturally occurring. So they do chemical reactions in the lab to uh, bring forth these minerals, just like table salt. They add, they do that in a lab in, in, in contrast to Himalayan salt or sea salt. But anyway, back to the point, they just add these um, to the water and then they uh, electrolyze it through, I think it's called electrolysis or whatever. And a lot of these alkaline waters is just, it's not natural. You get what I'm saying? So find you a good spring water that is naturally alkaline and, and don't be drinking stuff that's like, that has like a, as on 11 on the pH scale or 10 on the pH scale. Like, you know, they're really overdoing it. Um, I lay my Thanks. Yeah. Okay, Aaliyah, are you in the are you in the Discord? Yeah, I, I'm in the Discord. Um, I joined it, but I haven't really done anything. But I need to get back to it. Okay, when you get a chance, you know, if you could put oh, the show link spread those video, resources. Yeah, in the healthy living section, because that's also there. You guys, I just created those new categories to sort of like I said, I'm building out the community. There are certain areas that has more information than others. And I just added some new categories just to make it more holistic. You know what I mean? Because uh, when we are in these rooms, we we're talking about solutions. I want to create space for us to help everybody in every single way that we can holistically, right? So mind, body, and spirit always. And so there's a, a section on, you know, um, diet, um, you know, and exercise, and then there's a healthy living section. So I think that would fit into the healthy living, you know, just you figure it out. But if you could put that on there, the video about the water, because I agree with that. Like, I just like, I don't like drinking a whole bunch of water. You know what I'm saying? How they're like, oh, drink, you know, this many ounces of water per day. I don't feel like I need to drink that much water. I drink water. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like if I make a tea in the morning, that is water. You know what I'm saying? Like there's water in the tea. Um, I don't drink sodas, you know what I'm saying? I don't drink juices unless I make them in my juicer myself. So when I'm juicing, you know, four carrots and three oranges, you know what I'm saying, every morning, there's water in there. You know what I'm saying? When I'm eating vegetables and stuff like that, there's water in there. So I don't never feel as though I need to be drinking um, a gallon of water a day. And I see people walking around with all this water. I take water, you know, when I go to the gym and things like that, and I drink it as needed. So um, I just don't try to force myself. And I, I don't know, my spirit always tells me what to do. Um, you know, I don't feel like I've ever been dehydrated. I've been in the military, you know, rucksacking through the woods, you know, walking miles and miles with, you know, 30 pounds on my back, boots on, 
you know, you know, gear, all that and helmets and all that shit in the heat. And I never fell out. You know what I'm saying? I never caught, you know, heat strokes or nothing, you know, anything like that. And I, you know, I, I know how your body knows how much water to drink. You know what I mean? So I, I totally agree with that. That resonates with me. So please, you know, when you get a chance, you don't have to do it now. You know, it could be tomorrow, whenever you get some time, if you could share that in the discord, because I think that's really, really interesting. And obviously I'm not going to talk anybody out of drinking water, you know, but she made a, a lot of good points about the waters that's in the store. I've gotten the strips, you know, I was that anal about it <laughs> and I would test my own urine, you know, in the morning time. And I would also test different bottles of water. Um, the best water for people to drink is spring water and, you know, spring water comes, it's, it's, it's called living water because it's moving. So it, if you can go like, there's water that you can drink straight out of a, you know, a moving body, like in a creek somewhere. Exactly. And that's artesian water. That's that, um, Fiji water, you know what I mean? And so there's some waters that are like that, that are in a bottle but that's the most natural because the water is considered alive. You know what I mean? And we're alive and, you know, fruits are alive, vegetables are, those are living, you know, um, entities. And so we can get like the way that it moves and the sun is energizing it. So that's a really good point. Sorry for going on so long about that, but um, you made a lot of good points. That's it guys. Um, I'm done. I wanted to um, say one more thing. Did you actually do the, um, the living water oh. from the fruits and the, the vegetables or were we specifically talking about the springs? Well, the, the living water, as far as I know, is the water that is moving, you know, like if, you know, a natural body, like the springs, if it's moving and flowing, that's alive. The water is, you know, moving through the earth. Oh, okay. And that is like, okay. right. That's that spring. That's a spring. It's not just sitting like a water in a lake, you know, that just sits in a body. It's water that's actually alive. It's moving water. And, um, so yeah, so there's places on the earth where you can go and those, that's where they're supposed to get our water sources from, but they've been putting fluoride and chemicals. And, you know, once they hook up the, um, the, 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 um, the system, like with our toilets and the sewer systems to it. So whatever people are flushing on their toilets, like they're flushing medicine, you know, poop the waters. And in order for them to clean that out, they have to put chlorine. I don't know if that's what they right. put, but I'm just thinking. But, right. That's what it is. You know, like they have to put some sort of chemicals to sterilize all that stuff out. And some of that stuff doesn't make it through. You know what I mean? And if you just like some waters, if you notice, is harsher in different areas. Right. Like when I was in Germany, the water there where I lived, I lived on a military base. It was very harsh. And the way you can tell is even like when you wash your hair, you know, when you're finished with it, I used to have to use apple cider vinegar as a final wash, you know, to rinse, I would rinse my hair out like at the final conditioning stage with like a bottle of, um, a gallon of like distilled water. And then I would mix, um, you know, like a little small portion of apple cider vinegar. And then with the distilled water after that, and to close my cuticle off because it would dry your hair out, it would dry your skin, your ends will be split, your hair be dry and, you know, just not looking right. And so that's how you can tell. And then when you see rust or like brownness start to form, they had terrible water in their system over there. Certain places here, you, you have water like that. Or if you could just taste the water, it just tastes different. You know, they say that the most purest, freshest type of water has a certain egg smell to it. And that egg smell is 
sulfur. And listen, let me tell you guys, your body, your hair, need, your hair needs sulfur. Your body needs sulfur. It needs that. So that's why like the natural water will have a certain scent to it according to what you know my studies and research has shown me that's it guys yeah so the reason the re oh were you finished lisa oh yeah so we're, the reason why i was asking actually that because there's actually there's a bunch of that i actually and another kind of living water is the water that's actually found in like your fruits your vegetables like your watermelon your strawberries your cucumbers your zucchini things like that and because like those are growing the fruits and vegetables and those are alive you're able to consume the water through them which is why a lot of animals actually don't have to go like smaller animals i should say don't actually go to like water sources they get a lot of their fruits and i mean their water from like the bugs that they eat or the fruits or the vegetables that they eat as well um and so like that's one part of it and another one that i was reading about was um living water coming out of um um that you're able to actually breathe in um and that's like the like the guards like the entrances to like some of the inner cities of the earth so um i wanted to add that in there as well but like um they talk like with the um with the nectars of the gods and like the um and this and the, when you think about that part of it then it would make sense that they would be like the sweet tasting fruits like the watermelons and the strawberries and things like that as well so like when you get your juices and things like that you get natural waters that from that and the fruits and the vegetables are alive too so that's that's another form that is a good point. That's a good point. And I, that's why I say I don't feel like I need to drink a lot of water. I'd rather make like celery, um, apple, um, ginger, and, um, like um, and cucumbers. And it's so refreshing. You know what I mean? And it's like when you just juice that and put it into your system, it's like every cell in your body just comes alive. You know what I mean? And then you just do that every day and you just make different juices. I do believe that, um, like you're, you're saying, um, Brandon, that there is water that is contained in that, you know, especially cucumbers and cucumbers hold a lot of water, you know, um, celery holds water, watermelons. I haven't had watermelon in so long because they don't even make them anymore without the seeds. It's hard to find the seeded ones. So, um, I really don't, you know, um, do watermelon, but that has a lot of, a lot of water in it. So, that's a good point. You know, the more you know, the more you know. Hiya, Susie here. I just wanted to chime in to just help in case you get, like, you need to neutralize water. So tensor ring is a superconductor that neutralizes magnetic um, fields. And you can just buy um, two millimeter copper wire and you twist it together and then you bring it full circle and you lock it in to each other and it has phenomenal frequency and so you can put this around taps around glasses of water around your waist just to get the energy flowing um, i'm not going to go into grid lines because it neutralizes harmful grid lines as well you can just drop them on grid lines but it's I mean, it's amazing. I'm going to share, I'm going to back channel Lisa a video of the frequency of tensor rings. That's T-E-N-S-O-R. And they are so easy to create for yourselves. And they're just phenomenal. And they do so much more than what I'm saying, but they just have tremendous frequency. I just wanted to uh, come back and warn everyone about how so i'm sure everyone at this point knows that they are targeting us through these unhealthy foods you know food deserts and everything of the sort but 
don't be fooled, there definitely have been entering the uh, healthy or vegan food markets, the keto markets. And I wanted to share my experience. Every time I buy something, don't, don't just read the title of the product that's on the front of the packaging. Always turn it around and look and see what's in the ingredients. Because you'll see something like a good example is uh, sugar-free candy, right? So when they're talking about sugar, they're they're talking about um, they're talking about like sugar that comes from sugar cane, cane sugar. But there's a bunch of different sugar alcohols, um, you know, uh, uh, inorganically made sugars. And so when you look on the back, a lot of times you'll see malitol or uh, something that ends in os. And it's a lot of times these things have a, are higher on the glycemic index than actual naturally incurring sugarcane or fructose. So, I mean, don't be fooled. Like even with Beyond the Meat, um, I even heard that they were in the news because they were found to have real meat. Um, even like silk milk, uh, I think it was one of their cashew milks was found to have actual lactose in it. So um, just be careful and make sure you read the ingredients. Know what you're putting in your body because they are very clever with marketing. And then also um, with like, you know, the news and the blogs, you know, everybody's juicing, um, you know, not to target people that juice out there, but also the reason why I would say like, you know, I would encourage people to do smoothies instead of juicing um, sometimes because having the fiber there with the fructose allows it to uh, metabolize slower so that you don't have high spikes in um, high spikes in your blood glucose. And um, I was going to say, uh, oh, also um, i just thinking, I'm a very logical uh, person. I think a lot. And I was going to say that um, a lot of these like fads like kale or um, uh, what is it? Uh, it was another vegetable we were talking about. But some of these things, because they are the body parts of the plants, they do have chemicals in it, uh, is the plant's defense mechanism. So it's some chemicals in it that actually give you like bloating after you drink some of these kale juices um, or other juices. So I would encourage people like if you going towards a vegetable, go towards a vegetable with seeds. Um, like uh, Dr. Lynn was saying, she juices cucumber, you know, that, that uh, it goes better with your system because it has a seed in it. It's a fruit, it's an offering, it's a symbiotic relationship. But eating like roots and things of plants, you know, is kind of like a second choice if a, a fruit of that certain color that you're looking for isn't available. I Leah, I gotta agree with you about them targeting healthy food as well. Lisa, you and I spoke about this several times. Um, for me, because I am aware of them poisoning um, the healthy food as well, the organic that you find in the store, I started going to um, farmer's market and I go weekly. And when I go there, because they have some labels that says natural, 
I make sure that um, I get organic and you can ask them for the certificate, right? They, they have to have the certificate for them to prove if you, if you want to see it, that it is organic what you're purchasing. Um, and for me, I go even further because I, I really don't trust the system. Um, I buy the spring bottle water, but I also boil it on top of that. Um, so I boil my water every single day and I, I have to go back to also what you guys were talking about where you drink as much as you need. Part of the reason why they had this, um, even that they lied to us about the amount of water that we need, but part of the reason why they, um, they told us, I think it's what, like 64 ounces a day or it's probably more. But the reason why they had a specific amount, especially for the Americans, is because a lot of the food that they consume or that we consume here is not healthy, like a lot of the carbs. So when you think about it, you're eating so much carbs, carbohydrates don't have um, like the like water. It's, it, it doesn't have fluid or water, whatever it is you want to call it, right? So because of the type of eating that people and type of eating or food that people consume here, they obviously need more water than someone like you or I who um, eat our fruits and vegetables daily. So um, I just wanted to. Is Timmy still? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. I just wanted to make sure if anyone else had um anything else to anything else to say. So um, what I wanted to like leave it at is like um a lot of these in it like a lot of these things that they try to use as symbolism, right? Um, it's a metaphor for how strong the energy is. So like when we're looking at it as a reptilian, right? They're trying to literally signify or symbolize the intensity of 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 what they are or what they're trying to do and so when we look at the embodiment right of what a, dra a draconian is it's just to signify um who they are you know it, it's just their own representation of who's running running the um running the show just like if we were to tap in we would say we would call ourselves um, we're, we're actually tapped into the real source. Our real source is the Anunnaki's, you know what I mean? And we, we would have our own um, representation of what that is to, to our degree, you know what I mean? And that's the, if we're looking at it, those metaphoric battles, you know, that that Hollywood thrives on to make their movies and stuff is on, that's what the battle is. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a, a repeated symbolism showing, okay, this year, um, where this being this one, you know, like Godzilla and and what the uh, Godzilla and what the other one was, whoever the other thing was, they're both the same characters. You know what I mean? Like, and, and they're each they're if you think now that you look at it, they're talking about uh, is a metaphorically talking about an ignorance signature. So literally, they're talking about fighting their highest creations. So it's supposed to be a Godzilla like. That's the energy. Um, that's the energy um, symbolism behind it. You know what I mean? So right now, 
uh, looking at COVID, the virus, right? Um, it's the infiltration. They're infiltrating um, our, 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 our temple. Um, if you look at what, what's being shown right now, everyone's now they're trying to show their temple more. They're trying to push, okay, this is our temple. This is our temple. This is our temple. What's your temple? So that's what's going on. They're, they're then flipping the game. So now they're showing off. Yeah, this is our temple. The energy is literally manifesting into realized reality. So we're talking about an intelligence. We're talking about that's old. This has been here for years and years and years. And, and now they've understand it to the science to the point where now we've got the ability to turn it into a science to where we can affect the body and then like oh if you understand how much time they put into going this far right now is like oh man you know what i mean like before it was this big oh well basically like two guys showing off well my my character is this strong well my character can do this and you're both yelling at each other this is rather than it being from it moved from that to actually okay well i'll put this in your body and i'm gonna make your guys represent the dra draconians you're gonna you're gonna be the embodiment of it watch so literally that's what's happening and um that's the war i'm gonna Hey guys, it's Lisa. Sorry about that. I stepped away for a second. I was listening, but I was trying to get back to the phone. So yeah, um, great stuff, you guys. Great stuff. Um, let me do a really quick re room reset. Guys, you're in the Matrix Unveil Club. If you're not following the club, make sure you tap that little green house right at the top of the page. Also, if you're not a part of the Discord, we're building a community. There's a link at the top of the page as well. That big link that you see, join the Matrix Unveil Discord, guys. Join the Discord server. We're building out a community. There's so many amazing things that you can do in the Discord where, you know, like here we have where we can talk, but in there we could like watch documentaries together, movies. We can talk while we're doing it as far as like typing and things like that. So it creates like a more intimate space. Um, we're creating a, like a learning platform. You know, we're just doing so many things, still building it out. Um, right now there's like a thousand members in there. And, you know, and we're growing every single day, just trying to build a community because any day these social media platforms can get, um, you know, shut down, like Facebook went down, you know, several times. I know that I started the discord because I was suspended from this app after having a big vaccine room. And, you know, before that, when we were in the room, it was like 1600 people and they were like, how can we, you know, get in touch with you? How can we talk about this stuff off the app? This is before I, the room was closed and I got suspended, um, you know, and I was like, I thought about it and I created the Discord during my suspension and it's been thriving and doing well ever since. So guys, make sure you join the community. Um, if you're not already following myself and the other moderators, make sure you give myself a follow, turn the bell next to my name on to always. That way, whenever I open up a room, you guys will be notified if I'm in a room and I'm speaking, then you guys will be notified. And I usually participate in, in pretty good topics. Make sure you're following um, my moderators, Danette, Dr. Lynn, Running Wolf. Make sure you follow all of them because they're always in great spaces and they um, are always making great contributions as well. So with that being said, guys, you know, let's keep the, the, the flow going in the room. Um, the floor is open. Anyone can speak. Who, who wants to go next? Anyone that hasn't spoken already? I know Orwellian, you've been in here a while. Um, Dr. Angel, um, do you guys want to tap in? 
Yeah, I, I'll let um, Dr. Angel go. I don't know if she has spoken yet, so thank you. And then I'll go after. I don't think she, there she goes. Okay. You, you guys, I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm in the store, but I'm listening. I'm, I'm present, but I'm listening. But I, I'm just in a noisy store, so I'm not going to contribute this time around. But everybody around me can hear you guys. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Dr. Angel, and thanks for always supporting my spaces. I appreciate you. Um, go ahead, Aurelia. You have something you want? Yeah, no, I just, I really think this is a great topic. It's just unfortunate that we we have to have it, but it's uh, it's definitely needed. Um, you know, I, I think now just. I've been thinking about what Oak said, and I think right now it this is such a hard time for empaths, and I, I think it's essential that empaths just reach out uh, to other empaths, and there's so many starseeds as well coming out and, and realizing that they're starseeds, and uh, it's just, it really is uh, important just to research that, and cause, because some people, and just meet people where they're at. You know, that's what I've had to learn is just meet people where they're at. Uh, it's such a, uh, it's a, a powerful tool. And, uh, but uh, yeah, and, and I just want to, I, I followed you, Oak, um, for what it's worth. I just wanted to make sure you know you, you're not alone. And there, you know, and, and Clubhouse is, you know, it's it's something that keeps me sane, but it definitely, it, it uh, you have to, have boundaries, even with Clubhouse, you know, I, I think that a lot of this can get, um, you know, there just has to be a happy medium or even some kind of an even medium where, um, but so uh, with that being said, you know, if you go to the WHO, if you go actually to the World Economic Forum, their their website, you know, it, it shows you what what they have planned, you know, so instead of being overwhelmed by that because we can all get so overwhelmed and scared possibly what's what's going on i know a lot of people you know mentioned fear and and that's that's a, a stronghold that they have they really do these uh evil dwellers these jackals they really do i would say sociopaths psychopaths i could go on but they really do thrive off our fear so instead of being um, not speaking to anyone and, and just generalizing, instead of being in that fear, I think it's just, it's essential to own it and create your own narrative about it and take it on as a challenge because that's what I'm doing. You know, I was taught by my, my last job to you know, always be in a, well, they, you know, always be in a perpetual state of fear. And I'm starting to kind of find my, my, my own way with, with grounding and my own calm, even in these tumultuous times. And I think that's really important that we find our self-care. We do self-care. We don't forget about that and meditation because it's so important, but um, yeah, but, but staying focused and, my my last job also taught me worst case scenario and planning for worst case scenario 
is probably a pretty good idea right about now, I'd say. And, um, but, but just not living in the fear, just planning for it as much as you can and taking it on as a challenge. And uh, with that being said, I yield the mic. Thanks for letting me speak. Thank you so much. That was great. Um, you know, that is definitely how they rule this planet is through fear. And um, <clears throat> even if you get into like the whole, um, you know, the, the way that the least get down with the, you know, um, adrenochrome and how they traumatize these young children um, before they, you know, quote unquote, sacrifice them allegedly, you know, um, that's that's another room. <laughs> and guys will be doing that room soon. I'm not going to give out the title because you know how Clubhouse can be. Um, someone, before you know it, someone will have the title up in the hallway and you, there goes your room. So anyways, I just want to, um, I think we're sort of at the point to round the room out. And um, I appreciate you guys all so much for being here. It's been a great discussion. Um, everybody here, you know, contributed and was just, you know, so brilliant. I appreciate all of you guys. Um, before we go ahead and end the room, I just want to remind everybody to make sure they're following the club, um, which is a little greenhouse at the top. Make sure you're joining the Discord. And I just want to open up the floor for any last statements before we go ahead and shut down for the night. Anyone? All right. Since nobody has any closing remarks, that's it, guys. Thank you for being here. And um, Thanks, Lisa. Uh-huh. Hi. Sorry, Hi. I fell asleep. It's um, one. Uh, it's 12.40 in London, and um, I woke up about five minutes ago and put my phone down, and, and uh, by the time I reached it, you were going to close the room. I just wanted to end on by saying um, thank you for the room and to everyone that contributed and um, how inspiring it's been to hear the shares of some of the younger people in the audience, um, to hear their wisdom and their passion. Um, uh, Tatiana and Aaliyah and Oak and Timmy, um, you guys are really filled with my heart with hope for the future and um, and um, and I wanted to say that whatever is happening, there is definitely um, a predatory energy, and it does need our our energy. You know, Lisa asked, you asked earlier, what's what's one of the weaknesses? You know, what what? No, it was it was running wolf, um, and the, the it needs us, right? It feeds off our energy. It feeds off our fear. It's why so much is invested in the programming. It's not an instant thing. It's why there's so much invested in the symbolism, in this, you know, in causing division, because it's not overnight. Because we are powerful, and when we realize our power, and that there's power in coming together, you know, and finding our tribe then um, we can stop this. It's not um, inevitable. It's not written in stone that that, that our complete destruction is 100% guaranteed. Um, so not to lose hope, to keep the faith, and to definitely link, listen to our children because um, they're so wise. 
So thanks, Lisa, and all the mods for a lovely room. Um, and I'm going to bid you good night. Awesome. And that is such a great note to close the room on. We appreciate you, Elena. And I'm glad that um, this was a room that you felt the vibe to just fall asleep in because I do that sometimes myself. You know, I go into certain rooms, I participate, and it's, the vibe is so comfortable that you can just drift off to sleep. And I do realize you're in the UK, so it's in like way later for you. But we appreciate your presence as always and being here. And again, thanks every single one of you on this stage for gracing us with your presence and your wisdom. We appreciate you. And we will see you in the next Matrix Unveil room. Have a good night. Bye. Good night, everyone. Lots of love. Have a great day. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode with our great content and the amazing guests that we bring on the show, be sure to click to subscribe so you're notified every time we have a new episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at matrix underscore unveiled and tap into our link tree where you can join our Discord communities as well as our Clubhouse communities and everywhere that you can find us on the internet. Thank you so much once again for listening.